I'm going to call to order the uh, hearings for uh, code compliance. If everyone would please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So may be seated. I see there's no public comment cards. Are there any corrections to the minutes of uh, January 25, 2024's meeting? Hearing no corrections, those minutes are approved. Procedures. So um, basically, there, well, we've got actually kind of three kinds of cases here today. We have one parking ticket appeal. Uh, then there's the tree cases, which run a little bit different. Those are the lot clearing cases. Those are not a sort of a two-step. Those are all kind of just one step and that's it. Uh, the other cases uh, are done in two parts. If it's the first hearing, uh, it's to determine whether or not there is a violation or not, and then to, to, to set a time to bring the, the violation into compliance. So if it's one of those kind of cases, this, well, actually, all the other cases, the city will go first. They will stand at this podium up here. The property owner will stand at this podium here. Uh, you'll hear the code enforcement officer state their name for the record and state that they've been sworn. In just a moment here, the clerk's going to ask anyone who's going to speak, and whether you're, and even if you're an attorney, right, you know, you're going to take the oath. And, uh, and again, the first words out of your mouth for the record, just state, state your name and state that you've been sworn. Once the city has uh, put on their case, you have the right to ask any questions of the city staff. You're not required to. You can just tell your side of the story, say why you do not believe that you're in violation. Or if you acknowledge that you're in violation, you can talk a little bit about how much time you're going to need to bring uh, the violation into compliance. Uh, typically, then, what will happen is uh, after you've had your turn, I go back to the city, I would give the property owner the last word. If there's anything new, you can say anything else. Please don't be repetitive. Um, and then I will take, I will make my decision typically right at that time. And the, uh, and then you'll be excused. So at this point in time, the clerk will ask you to stand and take the oath. Can everyone watching for by testimony, please stand and raise your right hand. All right, and then the, what I forgot to tell you is that, yeah, you signed these green cards as you came in, so the, the cases will be taken in the order, essentially the order that you did the green cards. So we should do number two, but I don't see, I don't see, uh, well, I could ask if, Kevin, is the P Peter Marietta coming today, or is he, we can, or are you speaking? Yeah. Morning, Your Honor. Kevin Reducci. I have been sworn manager for the Code Enforcement Division. I just spoke to uh, Fire Marshal Marietta. He's on the way from Venice. It'll be a few minutes if we could just delay that okay. case. Okay. All right. Should be here within 15 minutes. All right. We'll do. We'll do that when he gets here. Okay. So the first case I'm going to call today is case number uh, 234120. The property owner is Roberto Mendez. The property address is 2805 Brewster Road. So if Mr. Mendez can step over here. And 
Bill, I, I need you for a minute. I can't. You need it on this one. But you have, you have yeah. pictures? Yeah, it's, it's got to get up anyway. We got to get it. Your Honor, if we could just have a minute. Sure. Having a little bit. I can't get this off of this. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Escape. Oh, here we go. Very nice PowerPoint. Just boot it up. Is it administrator or is it use his own? His own. Yeah, boot it up like you normally would and just leave it on. Thank you. Whenever you're ready. All right, Your Honor. I am Nathan Long, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Uh, this is case number 23-4120. Um, I initially inspected on a 925-23. This is for no permit for driveway or culvert. Uh, the lot was an undeveloped lot owned by the property adjacent to it. Um, I have been in contact uh, with the owner, Mr. Mendez, here. Um, he, uh, this is a continuance. He has been working on this, he uh, since the last hearing, he has joined the properties and he is working on a survey to get a survey done for uh, the property. Uh, and I am asking for a continuance. Okay, on this. Mr. Mendez, this state your name for the record, and you've been sworn. Roberto Mendez, I've been sworn. All right. Uh, so do you do you consent to having a continuance? But stop, again, you had to do this in multiple steps, right? You had yeah. To First, combine the lots. You've done that. Correct. Now you need to go through the permitting process, and you're just starting that. Uh, well, I've started it, but I can't get the surveyor out there. Uh, okay. They've been a week here, then a week there, and They're the busy. survey is what's holding me up right now. All right. Okay. So, do you think you'll have it resolved by next month's hearing? Which? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Yes. Okay. Uh, Your Honor, we he has my information, so we're we're good. Yeah, okay, keep in contact with each other. All right. Okay, so we will continue this to the March twenty eighth. That was great. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Next. Case number 235447, the property owners are John and Amanda C. Sullivan. The property address is 6308 Starfish Avenue. in the case number.
Good morning. My name is Ken Schauer, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. I'm bringing uh, to the court case number 235447, which was initially inspected and initiated on December 28th, 2023. The physical address is 6308 Starfish Avenue. The case is addressing the violation of 42-24, accumulation of debris. There is trash scattered about the property, a broken worn fence abutting the neighbor's property to the rear, a pile of yard waste in the right of way, and various items of debris about the property. Start with the last one. The last three. Those are the most recent. These, these pictures we're putting up there are the last three taken just on the 20th. get the broken fence now. I just added it. It should be noted this is a corner property, so it's view it's viewable from three sides. We have the fence in there somewhere. <clears throat> it's annoying to do this. I have been in touch with Ms. Sullivan on uh, several occasions by way of text. Uh, I do understand the fence was damaged during Hurricane Eon, but that's over a year ago and she's been warned on it before, so. What about the other, uh, has the other trash been cleaned up? Are we just talking about the fence at this point? It's all, it's all still in place. These photos were taken just two days ago. All right. Excuse me. Okay, anything else? No. All right. Ms. Sullivan, state your name for the record. And Amanda Sullivan, and I have been sworn. All right. You can ask questions, or you can just, you know, yes, sir. start testifying. Um, I'm sorry, you're Kenneth? Yes. Okay, Mr. Kenneth, did you not email me on January 16th saying, good morning, Mrs. Sullivan. I just drove past your property. The only thing left is the pile of yard debris, which is the trees that you saw in the ditch, um, and the fence. So you had said that the yard mess was cleaned up, the debris was cleaned up other than the pile of trash, correct? Or not trash, but yard debris, correct? Right, I was specifying the scattered trash about the property. Right, but you just not, said not that it hasn't been corrected. I'm sorry, ma'am. Not the pile of debris in the right of way, and not the fence. Correct, but, but it, you just stated that the accumulation was not corrected. 
it is back in again. Okay. So that's what the last photos are showing that it Thank has you. been scattered about again. Thank you. Okay. Gentlemen. So, so let me make sure I understand. So your testimony is that again, the you know, the fence is still the fence and are you and the, the, the yard debris is still there and was there. The rest of it it was cleaned up at one point in time and then and then <clears throat> different debris came back. The, the scattered debris which would be uh, given an example, if you took a trash bag that was put out from the household and blowing in the wind. Okay. That originally was cleaned up and now it appears back again. All right. All right, keep going. Okay, sir. Sorry about that. I just wanted some clarification sure. on that because my yard was cleaned up. I do have three small boys who they are messy. My okay. husband and I both work a lot. Uh, my husband is a plumber. I work with the public adjuster's office. I know Mr. Kenneth did say, oh, but it's been over a year since the hurricane in regards to the fence. <laughs> we still have a whole city building collapsing on itself on Price Boulevard because it was damaged in the hurricane. We still have street signs missing because of the hurricane. And as residents, we understand that. We're like, we're still fighting to get our own hurricane damage cleaned up. So, you know, the fact that any hurricane damage is even being cited at this point in time it's just really sad. We, the homeowners, are struggling. My mortgage company is withholding money that the insurance company sent, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, as for the yard, I do. I have three active boys. We do our best to clean it up regularly. Yes, sometimes we fail. Sometimes we're a little bit behind. We get it caught up, and two days later, they've left their bikes out again. Um, we do live kind of in a remote area. We do have problems with raccoons. They do get into our trash cans at times. We've got to have time to clean that up. We try our best. We do our best. As for the pile of yard debris, I did have that scheduled to be picked up back in January, and there was an error made on my behalf. I did not know that parts of the fence could not be in that pile, so we had to remove those and reschedule. In that time, while we were waiting to reschedule, a neighbor had asked if they could pick it up for their fire pile. I said, absolutely. That is scheduled to be gone today because they did not pick it up as they said they were going to. They said they just needed a truck. So I was trying to help my neighbor out by giving them some firewood, gave them some time to do that. Didn't work out that way, but that pile should be picked up today. All right, so again, this is clarification. It's, it's only the part of the fence that went down that is really at issue here, not the part of the fence that is remaining standing, correct? 90% of it is damaged and it yes. just needs to be removed if it's not going to be replaced. That's not my question. My question is, I, in those photos, I saw some fence that was standing. And so we're not talking about that part of the fence. We're only talking about the fence that, that blew down That's correct, and sir. it's now part of this debris. Okay. All right. So as I said, uh, you know, this is a first hearing case. Mm -hmm. So what... Um, yeah, what can be discussed is how long it's going to take to bring it into compliance because the fines don't begin until right. that future date. So, um, you know. Well, I have a question in order to answer sure, that Sure, go question. ahead. And uh, it can be of help. I don't know who would have the answer. Okay. When will residents, when will residents be allowed to rent a dumpster from the city again? I'm still be calling and being told, nope, we're not doing residential dumpster rentals, only 
commercial rentals at this time because the demand is still so high from hurricane damages. I do not know the answer to that question. I can't afford $800 for a dumpster, you know. I have a better photo of that. Yeah, so I guess so the, 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 the general question is this, this debris that is the fence debris, how is that typically removed from the property? What's the, at how, what's the process for that? It's called solid waste for a bulk pickup. It seems like Mr. Reducci wants to. Your Honor, Kevin Reducci, manager for the Code Enforcement Division. Uh, Mr. Shower is correct. And uh, I'll ask the young lady here, do you do you have free bulk pickups? Do you have any left for the year? Um, one is being used today. Um, and one we're saving. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest. We're about to lose our house. Our our homeowner's insurance has gone up so much we can no longer afford it. We're about to lose our house. The fence is the last of our concerns, but we are trying to save that full pickup for when we lose our house so we can put stuff out. Thank Your you. Your Honor, and I, I sympathize with you, ma'am. We're not, we're just trying to get things back to as normal as possible. And I understand hurt. that. I do. But when you, like, the fence is one that really bothers me. I've been in communication with you when you started citing me for that fence January of last year, just three months after the hurricane. I will tell you right now, I'm in houses still. I was in a house last week that is gutted to the freaking studs. And you guys are sitting here saying, well, it's been 18 months. You should have this together by now. So many homeowners are still fighting. They're either fighting their insurance, which is where I started last January, or they're fighting their mortgage companies, which is where I'm at now. So, so it, again, when, I, when the photos came up, the, the portions of the fence were not with the yard debris at that, in those photos. Where, are, where, is, where is that material right now? Um, so the portions of the fence that are down that they are speaking of are on the back property line between me and my neighbor. Um, they are all on my property. Like we made sure after the hurricane that our fence panels were flipped over to our property so they weren't on the neighbor's property. Um, I have a husband who has had three knee surgeries in five years. I have a bad back. So like trying to get out there and do it ourselves, it is a challenge. It is hard. If we put stuff to the curb, we're getting cited for trash being down too early. We're getting cited over trash cans being at the curb before 6 p.m. the night before, and our whole neighborhood is facing that. Um, so we can't put it out too early. So, okay, so at one point in time, it seemed like when, when that fence material was with the yard debris, the decision at that point in time was that you weren't going to oh, try to reuse that's that. That's the back, sorry, that's the, no, the fence is so rotted out that okay, there is no reusing okay, that fence. Right. Okay. It probably uh, yeah, needed go to go prior to the hurricane, but it was that's, still standing. That's, that's the exact thing that we're trying to correct. So it's obvious that the fence is probably not repairable uh, due to, you, you'd have to replace the whole thing. And I do not dispute that at all. It is 100% okay. not repairable. So the, the takeaway or the correction or the remedy, whichever you'd like to call it, would be to remove that. Um, even if you have other fence panels that are still up, we'll be more forgiving for that as long as they're erect. Like the second one looks like it's, the next one over looks like it's bent over a little bit, but I mean, mm -hmm. we can work with you on that. But mm -hmm. the first one is, and I don't know if there's more like that, maybe the inspector <laughs> can shed some light into that. But it's at this time, we, we, you know, that's what we're asking for. That's the debris. And even if she can't get rid of it right away, 
there's a if she can store that is that your shed ma'am that blue is that a shed there that gray shed that also has extensive hurricane damage okay but you could even if you tied them all together and put them behind the shed where they're out of view mm -hmm. that would work if you can't get rid of them because you're saving your bulk pickup or you can't afford a dumpster we get all that but that's what we're asking for the things in the yard that are clearly damaged or can be corrected that they are so just to spruce up the property right but what i'm telling you is i have a husband who has he can't like if my husband re-injures his knee and is out of work because of offense on our property we lose everything we don't just lose our house at that point in time we lose everything i have a back problem i have narrowing of the spine I have degenerative uh, disc disease. Physically, cannot do it. Can't afford to pay somebody. What are we supposed to do? How how many of these sections are in this condition? Um, standing up like the, well, partially standing up like that. I would say mainly that right there. Um, some of it would be even more impossible to get to because there's honeysuckle growing all over it. We've tried getting to it and it that, didn't work that so well. That section of the fence is further right? It's, yes, it's further there. away from the street. Okay. Well, so here's the issue. It's a public safety issue. You know, we're not, I mean, we're still a few months away from hurricane season again, but these sections of fence like this are, you know, a public safety issue. That's the purpose. Well, the, the public reason. shouldn't be on my private property. No, they can, the wind can catch these things and Right, the wind can catch damage. the building on 41 that probably has homeless people living in it that's collapsing on itself as well. I get that's not a city building, but, you know. Again, selective enforcement, that type of thing is not going to really work as a defense. It's, it's the focus of this particular property. So... So the key is going to be, as they said, you don't have to necessarily get it totally removed from the mm -hmm. property, but it does need to get secured. And um, I mean, do you think you can get that done in 25 days? Sure. Okay. All right. Can uh, I address one more sure. Go ahead. concern? When I received my notice, I reached out to Mr. Kenneth. My email stated, Good afternoon. I am kindly requesting the images of the debris on the property to ensure that I am able to get it taken care of and the violation closed. I would also like it noted that while our notice was dated the second, we just received that notice on the third, just so that there was clarification because of the initial 10 days. The reply I got to that email said, in response to your request for violation images, please just look around your yard. There's trash scattered about everywhere. Also, the fence facing your neighbor's backyard needs to be repaired or torn down. The pile of yard waste to the right needs to be removed. Please clean up your yard. This case will be going to special mitigation, or I'm sorry, special magistrate hearing if the violations are not corrected. So let's get, so can I, she's asking this. I'm not go, done. Go back. Well, can, this can, was, I'm just asking them mm -hmm. to please put the photo back, one of the photos back mm -hmm. that's from the front, from the street. It shows the front yard. Well, I'm gonna get and, to that because it's okay. not necessarily about the particular photo. Well, but I've, I've got a question about that, so mm -hmm. go ahead. Um, to which I replied, um, I'll end up having a hearing for the fence, as they tried to do in May, which is hurricane damage, and until my mortgage company releases the money, there isn't much I can do. 
I'm requesting the images so I can ensure the stuff within my control can be addressed. I'm not trying to be confrontational. I am attempting to make sure everything is done that needs to be done. Um, last time that we went back and forth last year, um, I feel both parties were confrontational, myself included. Um, so that's why I was trying to express that I was not trying to be confrontational. Um, let's see. He offered to come to the property. I let him know that that was not an option due to work schedules. And I let him know I simply asked for pictures. We both know that have been taken for the file. That is all I'm requesting. I'm extremely busy with work and trying to make sure to get stuff done as requested. Um, I reply, or I got a reply back from Mr. Kenneth. Mrs. Sullivan, clean up the property, take the photos of the fence and remove it. And then he said, reminder, this is a second violation, which this had been resolved last May. So it was not a second violation in that aspect. And you could be fined up to $250 a day if you do not comply. Is this a repeat violation? Uh, you want to answer that? Sorry, there was in, in January, there was, a, she was cited for the viol same violations. Did I find no. that there was a violation? No. No, it didn't go to here. Okay, it's not a repeat violation. Right. Um, and this was all, one of the reasons I wanted pictures is because I do have messy boys. That, you know, we do try to keep cleaned up. We do try to get on top of it and everything. I wanted proof from what they had so that when we came in here today, because I knew we'd be here over the fence, that those things changed, that it had been picked up from what they had initially cited us for. The fact that I was <laughs> got nothing but hostility back and threats when I was trying not, I mean, like, word for word, those were the emails. Okay, so the only thing I see in this photo is this yard trash that's in the right-of-way. I don't really see any other debris anywhere else on on the property so but the yard trash is still there correct yes it was and, as, of, and, as of the 20th okay and <laughs> and it's in the right of way i guess at one point in time which after, picture was from the 20th yeah, after the excuse me after the storm there was yard debris pickup that was allowed correct i mean what is the process for so, getting that picked up right now. And either, <laughs> either one of you can answer that. Your Honor, after the storm, um, the city had contracts with multiple vendors. I believe it was through FEMA. Most properties, including my own, that I live in Northport, were picked up on uh, occasional. It wasn't like scheduled. I think eventually it became scheduled. People could go online and look. Uh, but at least three times when trash was put at the curb and they were taking everything. And I mean mm -hmm. everything. Um, and then that stopped. I don't know what date that stopped because it, at, right. at some point, uh, FEMA, you know, the money ran out, right. that kind of thing. Um, if I could, I'd like to address a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to apologize that you didn't get the pictures. If you want pictures, you can get the pictures. However, I'll say this. Number one, you've been cited for this before, pretty much for the same thing going back several years now, even before the hurricane. So I'd like that in the record, Your Honor. Number two. When we come to your house, initially we try to do what we call a courtesy notice. We just write it down on a card, we leave it, hopefully you'll call, we'll explain it to you, and we'll work, start to work with you. Mm -hmm. I believe that was done, correct? Yes. Number I three. I never got a courtesy card. Okay. I got uh, that initial notice. Okay. Let me finish. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Number and three. You're going to ask For you question. to get here today, you're going to get a bunch of, like everybody else in this room, mm -hmm. you're going to get a bunch of mailings, you're going to get it. Yes. The letter posted, it tells you clearly yes. how to correct the violation, what you need to do. Did you get that letter, ma'am? 
Um, yes, I did get the letter, but part of the problem in the past, not last January, that was hurricane debris, which that one at that time, even getting somebody out to the property at the time that I got the notice about that debris cleanup, I had somebody scheduled for the last week of January. They had to reschedule for the following week in February because of their schedule and running behind, but getting somebody scheduled. And that was when we got our first insurance check, which was only $3,000 and it cost us 1500 to get just that stuff cleaned up last year. So that at that time, that debris that he is bringing up from last year was 100% hurricane debris. Second, past violations have literally pulled up pictures of my kids' bikes in the yard and toys in the yard. Um, actually, I've stood here in a hearing over my kids' toys before because I have kids that play outside more than they play inside. Um, as for this picture, you've got our outdoor chairs, our fire pit, and a wagon. Yeah, I think it's like the water bottles that are strewn around the yard. Oh, I'm wasn't sorry. It? I wasn't, I wasn't finished, oh, Your Honor. Sorry, that stuff's been picked up. The um, water bottles if, were if at that continue. time. Yeah, go ahead. Also, your property before you get to this point, just like everybody else in the room, and I'm saying this on purpose so we can alleviate this for mm -hmm. cases coming forward, your, prop, your property was posted at least twice. Do you remember seeing that on your lawn somewhere? Um, so I got- just, just a yes or no at this point. And I don't mean I don't I'm not quite sure what you mean posted. Do you mean the notice at my on my property? Correct. Like there was one on my door at one point, and then there was one staked into the ground at one point. So you did receive it. Yes, I didn't get like the card thing you're talking about. I've never ever received okay. that. It's always been that paper notice that's attached to the door, windshield of the car, whatever. And I'm not denying that I got that. Okay. Because in the past stuff that I have been cited for has been my children's toys in the yard. I wanted pictures because I knew we were cleaning it up and I didn't want to be standing here today with claims that it was the same mess that was there because as the email acknowledges from the 16th, that yard, that yard trash had been cleaned up. The only things remaining on the 16th was the pile of brush in the front that's going to be picked up today and the fence. Perfect. So, the, so what, I'll, what I'll say about, I've been here since 2014. We don't write for child's toys or bikes. However, saying that if they're in disrepair or they're put in a pile that we believe is clearly a garbage pile or a debris pile, we will include that in the violation just in general. But normally if you have like a couple of bikes on the side of your house and they're, they're your kids or your own, we do not write for bikes or toys. So um, I, I think there may be a misunderstanding about that. If you look at the picture up there right now, if there was a if there was two bikes in the middle of the lot there, that's whatever he's taking a picture of, he's getting the whole expanse. It's hard for us to zero in As on I, one thing. It would just be the whole yard. If the bikes are there and it's not listed on the letter, that's not what we're talking about. I um, mean, one of the letters that I have received, I don't remember if it was during this time around or one of the other times, it literally listed a bike. Okay. And it's a $200 BMX bike that is not in disrepair. See, it's and not I, just that the bike's in disrepair. It literally listed a bike that my kids ride daily. Okay, but I don't believe so, that's this case. Yeah, this, this I, one, I'm this not says sure, to be honest. Crash, which, right. to me, that's like the water bottles and stuff that... that yeah. Yes, and we did here. get out there and clean those up. We, again, we live in the middle so, of nowhere. Well, we have raccoons. Make sure I got the timeline right. Are you, you're saying this photograph was taken two days ago? This was taken just two days ago. Okay. And are you saying it's been cleaned up since then? Um, I don't know how that was taken two days ago. Can One, you, everything in that picture was moved last weekend 
when the boys were outside and has not been put back in those spots. Kenneth, you're, you're pulling up January 3rd on the created date. Do you see where it says 220? I can tell you right now, that blue car is way up closer to the fence and has a flat tire, so it is not moving. So that car has not moved in almost a month. Just a moment. It should be yeah, closer to the fence. Yeah, just a moment. The, the, yeah if other people are speaking, just the, you can you can speak, but just let them finish their mm -hmm. Sorry, out. I apologize. Kevin, can you close out all those photos? Because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you click on, I just want to make sure that you're pulling up the ones that say 220. So close those. Close that one. There's one that says image 10, image, well, you want it to a different one. Close these down. There's one that says image 10. That one says 220. So that's 220 when that was uploaded in the system. So Which is two days ago. That, that should be your most current photo. Any of the ones that say that. So that's 220. Now go to the next one down, which is image 11, I believe. Close these out. So ma'am, just so you understand the mm -hmm. dates on this, when the inspector rides by and takes the pictures with his mm -hmm. iPad yes. they, and adds them to the case, it's added on the date. That right. You... What I'm saying is, and, and I'm sure it was a mistake, you guys had clicked pictures from the third and was saying that it was pictures from two days ago. They're supposed to take pictures pretty much every time they go so, out. Right. Okay. But, but you're missing what I'm saying. You I, accidentally I, I, picked, I, I, clicked I the picture from the saying. third and said that it was taken two days right. ago. I, and I, I got that same point. So Thank I, you. I'm, so now, what's the date of this photo? 20th. That one shows 220. Okay. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't go away so fast. Let's talk about that photo for a moment. Bring it back. Okay, so yeah, I see a whole bunch of, it's kind of hard to tell because it's far away. There's some things that are kind of in the, to the right of the driveway. There's a lot there's of. There's a rake. Well, Sorry, you know, there's a rake and a then rake, there's a rake. But there's all this sort of multicolored. That is. That just so, looks like trash, basically. Yes, and we do have raccoons in our neighborhood. They will literally open our trash can. The orange containers you see, I pick up at least once a week because they're, for the cat. The raccoons will take them out of our trash after I've picked them up and thrown them away. So I do my best when I walk by them, I try to pick them up. If they're, if they're several in the trash can, the raccoons will take them all out. Right. <laughs> so it is fun and we can hear them when they go in the trash can because we'll hear the lid thump and all that fun stuff. Um, and then that tire was a tire swing. You said that's going today, correct? Um, the tire probably will not. That needs to be moved. No, so. the tires, they won't take. Yeah, no, the tire needs to be moved, but yes. But again, and, my, and my looking, kids do. They play outside. They're active. We have problems with raccoons getting in the trash can. I do make them clean it up. Um, again. Okay, you're on. A, this, is a, this is a photograph I took on the 20th. This is from the neighbor's house. This is what they look at. This is the portion of fences. That's that the are fence, yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't bring that up before. Okay. All right, so in looking at the violation that's in the agenda, the, the yard waste is not included in this violation. Is that correct? It, it yeah, says household trash. Scattered about and then, the property. And then it talks about the fence. 
and the fence. But not the yard waste. The pile of yard waste is on here, yes. Well, household trash. Yeah, but. Do you mean the pile of sticks? Yeah. So, and again, so let, let me understand. So, right. I, I assume the city that yard, the solid waste, if yard waste is presented in a certain way, it can be taken away. Is that correct? I was going to say that. So, um, I believe it has to be cut. If, if what that look, can you go back to that yard waste? It looked like it was longer branches. I think it has to be yeah. cut down to four. No, four because I called for a big pickup bundled. for it. Did the, do you did call for a bulk pickup? Yes. And did they pick it up? Um, it should be picked up. To, if the, if uh, you'd like the voicemail, it looks like I don't know if I can tell you it or not because of the phone service issue today. But the first time I called for pickup was either it was just after I had gotten the notice from you guys. And I got a voicemail the day that it was supposed to be picked up because there were a couple of the wooden planks from the fence, like not the whole panel, just like the individual planks were mixed in that pile. And I did not see that. I didn't know they couldn't be there. She said, oh, that's true. She called me and left a voicemail and said, hey, they couldn't pick it up because it was treated wood or there was treated wood mixed in. The treated wood needs to be taken out. Because they can't pick up the treated wood. And it looks like it, that's all been, the treated wood's been removed. That looks yes. like that's all yard. Yes, the treated wood was removed. And the only reason I waited to call for pickup is a neighbor had asked if they could pick it up for, okay. for their own so, fire. I think I've heard everything I need to hear. I'm going to give the city one last word and mm -hmm. you one last is word. Is it your so. understanding that the yard waste was part of the debris in the initial complaint? Um, this yes. pile? Yes. Okay, Your Honor. Okay, and then anything else you want to say? All right. Okay. So again, I am making this decision on like what's there today. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to find that there is a violation of chapter 42-23 for the yard waste that's in the city right away for that sort of what I call general trash, which is mm -hmm. kind of in that area where the driveway splits. Mm -hmm. um, and then also um, the, the, yeah, you know, the dilapidated fence, which is we've heard earlier, that doesn't necessarily have to be completely removed from the property, but it needs to be put down and secured, just laid down mm -hmm. and secured. So I will give, uh, you know, and a fine will not begin until uh, March 19 of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18 of 2024. So you got till March 18 to get all okay. that sorted away. All right, thank you. Thank you. The daily is ten. Is, oh, and the fine. Yeah, sorry. The fine is ten dollars a day with a maximum one thousand. Man, if but, you see you. the inspector before you leave, he'll give you his card. If you call after that, I've got his email. Up, we will come and close your case mm -hmm. once we verify everything. I've got fine. his email. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, now we're going to go back to number one. Okay. Your Honor, uh, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Is okay. So we're going to go back um, because a person who needed to be a witness was not here. Uh, I'm going to call these three cases together. They're case, case numbers 23-2106, 23-2107, 23-2109. Uh, property owner is the same for all three. It's Cloud 10 Marketing Group, LLC. And for the first two cases, I called the, the property address is 1350 Bobcat Trail. And for the last of those three cases, it's 1400 Bobcat Trail. And
come on, you can come on down. And again, so this is this is second hearing. It was also a continuation of the second hearing. And so when we were here last month, essentially what I would I I said that there was sort of a game plan of what was going to be done. And I guess uh, my words were I I needed to see significant progress towards bringing it into compliance. So. Uh, the city can go first if they want to, or and right. we're gonna we're gonna do uh, the, we'll do the fire cases together. Okay, which time. are the uh, that's the the twenty three oh seven or excuse me twenty three twenty one oh seven and the twenty three twenty one oh nine. Correct. Your Honor, I got I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Uh, case number twenty three twenty one oh six was found in violation of the January 25th hearing of 2024. You can see on the screen here that the, the permit is still expired, nothing has been done. And at this time, I request to sign the order assessing the fines. Okay, so that's the case that's 23-2106? Yes, sir. Expired permit. All right. Let's, okay, so we're just gonna talk about this case right now. Understood. So go, go ahead and- Richard and, Smith, I've been sworn. All right. Uh, that should have been done correct. We made significant progress on everything. Uh, I'd be glad to do that downstairs when we're finished here if that's permissible. Well, we've kind of had that conversation last month. That's and again, all that all that has to be done is um, is a permit pulled. Now, again, as you saw, there's two steps to this. So, correct. Uh, even if I find that there's a violation of this. I'm going to give you until March 18th, basically just to repull the permit. That brings it into compliance. I'd like to do that when we're done here, if that's okay. Oh, this is second hearing. Uh, what was the original date? What is what's our what's the current order on this? 25 was when it was found in violation. Okay. Well, but yeah, hold on a second here. In the last, may I, sir? Well, hold on a second. Let's, we're just trying to figure out what the first hearing order was. You had an amended order to update the, the dates of start. Change the date, yeah, that's mm -hmm. why I want to see. And you had it um, till the 19th, and they would uh, start February. accumulating, and it would start on the 20th. Okay. So the 19th was the, was by, yes. 20th was to be the start. Okay, that, that answers my question. This you go may, first, then you. Right, this may further the discussion a little bit. At the last meeting, in error, I asked to give the gentleman a continuance specifically for this hearing to get everything in accordance to up to code. We'll talk about the fire cases in a minute, but specifically the case we're doing now. If it can still be done, that's fine, but it would be my position as the manager for the city of Northport to find a violation, and if it's corrected in a certain time, it won't hold, be held against him, it'll be dismissed, the case will close, no fine, no fees, nothing like that. But I believe we're at the point now Okay. that that has to occur. I understand what you're saying. Okay, mm -hmm. now, uh, so you understand what he's saying? He's if it's saying that, that simple, can I do that downstairs when we're done here? But yeah, but, he's, but what he's asking is for me to basically amend that order one more time to give a, additional time. No, I'm, I'm, with all due respect, uh, sir, I'm not. I'm asking for the fine. I'm it goes back to fine for violation. Ago. As of today, okay. property is not in. Okay. Uh, compliance. We, I'm asking for you to find just like all right. So there's there'd be two days of fines already, but again, you can stop those fines by going downstairs 
and getting a new permit. So there'd be no fine if I go downstairs when we're done? No, there's still, there's still two days have, worth of fines. It's, uh, this is, yeah, so this is Florida Building Code. So is it uh, $50 a day? $50 a day. Yeah. So as of right now, there's $100 in fines. Um, but you can stop that today by going downstairs. May I speak? Or, or sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there was a lot we covered last time, not just in one case, but multiple cases. Um, I know one was cleared. There were two permit violations, this one and a different one. I went downstairs after the last hearing per conversation. And they found out that one uh, permit was some type of error inside the system of the government. The other one's not. Um, I reminded the partners helping me uh, that that was an item done. We've spent a lot of time on the other violations. This one was not forgotten, uh, but it wasn't addressed. They're preferring to do all the legwork under my guidance from my communication with the city as the owner. I can tell you that after the impact of pandemic, et cetera, uh, the commitment to get us reopened somewhere between October and December, and the, the date range is based on uh, basically the weather. Um, it's a one to one and a half million dollar commitment. I can tell you that every single line item inside that budget, including a $50 expense, is always a long conversation. They don't want to spend a nickel more than they have to, which is why I made the plea last time. We're attacking this with a foot on the accelerator. For this case, for this case, yes, sir. So I mean, I don't want to argue with them about the hundred dollars. They gave me authorization to do it today because I reminded them it wasn't done yet. All right. Yeah. I made two things. Apparently, this case was started in August of twenty twenty three. April of twenty twenty three. Um, I think it's time to move on. Number two, I'd just like to state. In my error last month, the fines would have started last month because last month was the second reading. Am I correct, Mr. Kitty? Correct. Mr. Kitty told me that after the fact. So additionally, he was given another 30 days because it would have started last month anyway. So I believe we're at the point now, it's time to move on. I'm not saying you can't correct the violation, sir, if you do what you need to do, but I mean, you know, it's gotta get fixed somehow, some way, and you have to provide the remedy. Would you be amenable if I did the 75 today, which I already have authorized, to not do the $100 fine? No. Because that's that, going to be an argument with them, I guarantee you. And I don't know if that's going to slow us down on the other stuff. I'll probably be able to get it done, but I don't want to guarantee that. Okay. It's not easy. I mean, we've got a lot to tackle, not just with this. No, I There's it. a lot of work. But the problem And, is, the problem and I'm, I'm just, I'm bled dry from the pandemic impact and me. 18 months, I didn't. Eliminate any benefits. I kept everybody on payroll. It was a mistake, but I did it out of the kindness of my heart, hoping it would turn around. Remember, the government at first said two weeks to flatten the curve. That turned into 18 months of lower business revenues. No, I get all that, but I believe the property's been neglected. What would you say, how many years? It's been more than a year, correct? Well, it depends on how you want to define neglected. I've never neglected the property with anything inside my ability. I will tell you that there are other factors post-pandemic, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I tried to have this open pretty much right away after our first closure, and I had a path to do that, and interference prevented that. I had a path last January 
have all this done last year. We opened last October, December. Outside interference prevented that from happening. I've been grinding like a hamster wheel on the bottom of a bucket full of butter trying to get up to the top here. So I've been through three different paths financially with partners to get this thing back to open and cleaned up. I'm on number three. I don't want to get a fourth. And I'm not making it up. Every $50 expense is a several hour conversation with them, even though they know the total cost to get reopened is going to be a million to a million five. Our position, just, our position hasn't changed. Sure. Okay. We asked you to find for all violations. Right. I'll give you the last word. I've said all the facts, and I'm just hoping that if I get it today, it's okay. All right. Well, again, so I, I had already extended the time to bring it into compliance once. So uh, as to case number 232106, I am going to go ahead and sign the order which assesses the fines beginning on the 20th at $50 a day. So again, if you go down today, get a new permit, you only have a hundred dollar fine. But is that if if they still let me pay the the permit today, is that fine due at the time I do the permit? Do I have the option? Uh, yeah, I can't even answer that. So do you want to answer the day that? of it, it's in compliance is the day that it'll stop. Right. But what I'm saying is the question is how does he pay but the when fine? I'm done here, I'm gonna ask them if they still want me to do the permit or not, or if it's gonna be talking with them for the next week and then I have to come back. You have to remedy the permit situation with the permanent department. Downstairs. Right. Do now, do I pay them the fine if, if they let me? They're not the fine. That, that's done through our office. And okay, so when I leave the permitting office, if they give me permission to do 175 instead of 75, is that in this building? Once it's once it's been cleared downstairs, if you get the permit squared away, all you got to do is let us know. We can look it up. We can see it. We'll stop it for your fines at that day. It's not going to happen all today. We have to do the paperwork. Okay, so I can't pay it today. Yeah, you wait for us to do the administrative work, but it will stop if you get it and notify us that it's been it's been issued. Okay. We will stop it the day that it's been issued. So if you go take rectify that today, we could stop the fines as of today, but it has to go get taken care of today. All right. I'll check with Or whatever day you do get it in compliance. We just need to know when that is and we can go and look at it. I'll find out from them when we're done with the rest of the hearing. And that can we can assist you from there. All right, so that's case number 23-2106. Now uh, the city will go ahead and uh, give an update on the two cases which involve the, the fire code, uh, which is 23-2107 and 23-2109. Uh, yes, sir. My name is uh, Peter Marietti, North Fort Fire Marshal, and I have not been sworn. Okay. okay. If there's anyone else who came in late that has not been sworn, stand up now and be sworn. All right, I think he's done. Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge and what's left? I do. Thank you. Your Honor, since uh, Kevin Reducci's back on the record here, since it's two cases, it involves the same property, the property owner is here. The city will, uh, if you will allow, uh, we'll just talk about them both interchangeably and then we'll, whatever. At the end, whatever uh, decision you make, we can sort it out that way okay. to, to expedite this, and it'll probably make, make it clear. I and before we get that. started, yes. can you pull up what the most recent order is on both of these cases, so, just so I know where where we are at this point? They're pretty much all mirror. Mm -hmm. They're all they're, they mirror each other, yeah. Your Honor. Just they, to get it on the record, Your Honor, these cases are involving case number twenty three two one zero seven and twenty three two one zero nine. The property owner is Cloud Ten Marketing Group. 
Uh, it's the same general property, but the first one, 2107, involves the property at 1350 Bobcat Trail, and the mm -hmm. second one involves 2109 is 1400 Bobcat Trail. Is that correct, sir? Yes. To your knowledge? Yes, sir. Okay, he's pulling up the orders now. So what's the what's the date and what's the fine? Same date. It's uh, the February nineteenth, and uh, would be getting assessed starting the twentieth. Oh, yeah. And it's for three different fire codes for the city of Northport. So he, he, he three. Got, he got one correct. Uh, no, 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 no. And no, the, the daily fine is ten dollars a day for each of the violations. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my first question before before you mm -hmm. get started. So the the city incorporates the fire code, which is a state statute, but, and this is maybe a question more for Mr. Reducci, that it, this, is, this is a city code violation. In other words, do I have the fine amount correct in this order? At $10. At $10 a yes, day? Sir. Okay, all right, thank you. You may, you may proceed. So, uh, in under both cases, sir, that we, we uh, cited the gentleman for a uh, violation for uh, the vacant property being uh, not kept up as far as the sprinklers and fire alarms, as well as not securing the property appropriate. And then in addition, because he has, it hasn't been taken care of in a while, the fire alarms and sprinklers have to be brought up back into compliance and we have to actually test them to make sure that they're compliant. Uh, so I did receive an email from him, uh, Mr. Smith yesterday, and he is working with uh, SAC Fire, for fire alarm, and he's decided, uh, still working on trying to find a contractor for the sprinkler. Am I right, Mr. Smith? Uh, partially. I've sent you probably five more emails since then, last oh. night and this morning, <laughs> showing that we've paid the vendors, yes, um, showing that they've been out, showing that they've drugged this out longer. Had the vendors been, uh, well, not compliant, had the vendors been proactive and available after the last hearing, We've done our part to have it all done. Vendors have made it impossible to finish everything by this hearing. We still have the foot on the gas on that. Sure. Um, additionally, you gave me a different vendor to use, which I emailed you this morning. We reached out to them after you and I spoke last night. We had them as backup after talking with the, my partners because we already paid everybody else. We paid the plumber for the backflow testing, the sprinkler testing. We paid Security Alarm Corp for the cell dialers, and there are three visits so far. Um, we were trying to figure out when they're coming back next before this hearing. Uh, we don't have that hammered down yet. We were hoping we could try for it today, but we'll be contacting them three times a day until we get them on a date. Yes, sir. And I apologize. I was at another meeting previously. That's okay. The emails from uh, that from today, um, um, but I did I did reach out to SAC and they they did say they were coming out on the twenty sixth of February. Okay, good. The only one I didn't hear that yet. Yes, sir. That was what they had said. They'd, they'd have it done by the 26th. <clears throat> as far as the sprinklers, <clears throat> I have not received anything on that. Like you said, uh, you have a vent paid vendor, but... That's in, unless it's you Charlotte Plumbing. It's in your inbox. Okay. I do apologize. I haven't been able to review my email okay. since uh, 7 o'clock this morning. So. Uh, so, but I would like to continue to work with you on this because I do want to be a good partner in this. And uh, I'm not here to hurt any business or anything like that. That's not how I operate. If I feel as though I can trust you, I'll work with you. I can't feel as though I can't work with you, uh, then I, and because I can't trust you, then uh, I won't work with you. But I feel as though I've been able to work with you at this point, and I, I do not want to hinder the business in any way. Um, I think uh, that 
$60 that you'd be incurring today for the fines is reasonable. And then having you come back in 30 days or whatever the date is, I believe it's March 19th, you, you stated, Your Honor? Well, okay. So this, yeah, so this is the other case we, we just went ahead. There won't be any coming back to me. Uh, it'll just, you know, again, the city can work with the, 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 the people. So, again, what I'm hearing in this case is a little bit different than what I heard in that yes, last sir, you're case. Yes, right. you're right. And so, so what I can do is uh, what I kind of mistakenly was almost going to do in that other case <laughs> is I can go ahead and amend the order one more time to give that time. So is that what the city is asking for? Well, before we make that decision, Mr. Smith, in regards to the outstanding violations, do you believe you can get them corrected by the next meeting, which is what date, Paul? Um, 28th of March. Or permit, he needs permitting? Or no? Uh, no, sir. He just, he needs needs to, just needs to comply. I'm asking if you believe that that's going to occur. Yeah. Um, I do with when, one small asterisk that's not mine, if there's any vendor issues. I will add, though, that Peter, when we chatted yesterday, said Cintas could do all of it. Yes. Now, I took that to my people, and we called them proactively as a backup since we've already paid other vendors. Sure. Uh, I did not see or hear from my partners who have been managing this that they were coming to 26, but that's great news. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully they finish it there. But again, they've been out before, and they haven't finished it all. Uh, so do I believe it can be done another month? I do. Uh, but if there's any outside factors that we can't control, if it's in our control, it'll be done. If it's out of our control, then it's just, I'll report back honestly what happens. Yes, sir. And so, Your Honor, and I believe that I can, I can work with the uh, individual people that he has as vendors. I can actually work with them and, and maybe expedite it for him. I've done that in the past. I've reached out to the vendors and right. explained the situations, and I've been able to get uh, remedies uh, quickly. All right, so Mr. Reducci, are you okay with with doing what, what I almost did in that first case, which would just be to amend the order, shifting the dates for com, uh, for compliance. Uh, can I have a minute? With sure. Yeah, here? go ahead. On the on the twenty. Well, they're conferring. May I say something? Sure. <coughs> well, uh, they, they, hold on a second, because they they need to hear what you're saying too. Can you believe they're going to change the policy? Which one is that? Which case? Uh, it'd be both. They're addressing both firearms. So, Your Honor, so SAC is the, uh, the vendor that he has hired for the fire alarm system. Mm -hmm. So that vendor has said they'll be out there by the 26th to, to make all the necessary uh, repairs to get the uh, property up and running. Mm -hmm. The only vendor that I, I'm unaware of who they have, but he says uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Plumbing. Plumbing. I'll work with them, reach out to them also to try to get this straightened out as quickly as possible so that, one, I'd like to have this closed out as quickly as possible. I don't want to keep uh, my resources here uh, trying to continue okay so is so so is that a, is that requesting that yes. not to modify the order I'm uh, trying I'm trying to read the tea leaves here yes sir. I, I believe so I, I'll defer to mr. Marietti because this is his world the whole thing about the fire right I, I have no knowledge of that <clears throat> we want to make it clear one more time like we are at the end here Right. This ha this is a safety issue. There's people yes, living there. It'd be a safety no, issue. If the fire department go on the general area, I'm saying, mm -hmm. if the fire department had to be called out there because the sprinklers don't go off, they're fighting a fire. Mm -hmm. Somebody could get hurt or killed. Mm -hmm. One of our employees. We don't want to see that happen. But this has to get 
Right. And just what so I, this is, is this the clubhouse building and like the cart shack? What what are it's, the buildings? It's maintenance and clubhouse. Maintenance and maintenance clubhouse. And clubhouse. Yes. Okay. So there's no one living there, but there are property owners in the vicinity that are very concerned about it, mm -hmm. and they have reached out to my office on a number of occasions. All right. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to come back and ask one more. You know, I'm, I'm going to let him, he wanted to say something. I'm going to let him say that while he's talking. Again, I'm going to kind of ask specifically, what is the city asking for, you know, where we're at right now? But I'll let you go right now. You wanted to say something. Yes, sir. And it, I actually have two points now based on that last conversation. Maintenance and clubhouse. There are uh, roughly 543 residences in this entire property. There is really nothing close or adjacent. There's one home that's maybe 100 yards from maintenance, and it's protected by a giant wall. And it is trespassing, and the whole community has been noticed that they should not go by the clubhouse or maintenance. That's private property. Members are only allowed on property when we're open with a registered tea time or reservation. Um, so I hopefully it's safe that way unless people are trespassing. Um, I did want to say that we had way more issues last time. A couple things have fallen off the list. Uh, and I'm stating that as goodwill that we've been yeoman's effort at trying to get all this done by the day. And outside factors prevented that on the first case and on this one, but we're still trying to get it all done. But we did clear up a couple items already. Some gentleman, was it you or was it you? Yes, sir. He mentioned he checked out the one thing that we did and said, hey, just let you know you're in compliance. And we did some other stuff that wasn't on this docket, but was a notice we had at some point. We've mowed out the entire property, so it's no longer taller. Uh, we're getting it all done, but it's just taking time. All right. So, again, so is the city requesting that I sign the two orders that are in existence right now, or is the city requesting I modify those orders? I would like to see you uh, continue, Your Honor, for the, for the next meeting. Yeah, but I mean, I think. Is that a modification? Yeah, I think that's basically what we did last time, isn't it? We yes. Modified. So last time we did an amendment to the order that changed the dates and the times. This would, continuance would just. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so that you understand. So if we, dis if we discontinue it, what happens is the date that the fines begin stays the same. However, we're continuing it, so I'm not making any decision that it's not in compliance, meaning that if it's brought into compliance by the next meeting, yes, sir. then you're good. There won't be any fines at all. Okay. But, but, that is, but the stick is, if they're not done, the fines will revert back to two, two, uh, February twentieth. Oh well, I believe I can sell that. And right. if there's any okay. vendor no. issues, I mean, and, and if I may, I'd like to have uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith if he could uh, keep me updated on a weekly basis prior to that. So uh, don't reach out to me the day before, or the day of, and just let me know that. Just keep me in the loop so I can help you. If I can help you, I will help you in the best of my. My abilities. I, I am, commit to talk to you once a week, and yes, I'll forward sir. you every piece of documentation that yes, I sir. get on any of these projects. Yes, and if there's an issue that has nothing coming to fruition, I will address it on my end with the, with the vendors. Okay. Okay. Thank so you, I assume that you have no uh, objection con to continuing these two cases. No, that's, March that's wonderful. Thank you. All right. Sir. All right. Thank these you, two Honor. cases are continued till March 28th. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Thank you, Mrs. Smith. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah. Do two. No, we did two, so now we're up to four. Yeah, so we're up to four. Okay, case number 235205. The property owners are uh, Glenda L. Perez Aguilar de Sanchez and Daniel 
uh, Amakar Sanchez, and the property address is 
I'm Ken Shallow, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Okay, I'm you're going to have to break up your testimony in little bits so he can translate, translate for them. Can you slow a little bit? So start over. Just start over and go real slow and just one or two sentences at a time, and then okay. we'll translate. Sorry, sir. I am Ken Shower, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. My name is Elma. So translate for them. Dice que él es el inspector de Norport y que él va a decir las funciones que van a vamos a escuchar ahorita. Today I'm bringing case number two three five two zero five, which was initially inspected and initiated on December fifth, twenty twenty-three. This case is addressing the violation of land clearing without a permit, Section 45-5A of the Unified Land Development Code. It's on vacant parcel number 095-412. 6423. Okay. <clears throat> the lot was cleared of underbrush, of palmettos, etc., and oak trees. A permit was not secured before removal of the trees or the underbrush. This property is zoned residential, vacant parcel, at 4891 Almanac Street. This was initiated on December 5th, and on December 8th, the city arborist was able to locate nine oak tree stumps ranging in diameter from six inches to 20 inches. The lot is 11,116 square feet. And as you can see in the picture here, all the oak trees that were cut down were piled up, stacked for firewood. It appears it's not up here yet. How do I get it up? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Again, we're dealing with nine oak trees ranging in uh, diameter from six to twenty inches. Translate that. Okay. Dice que los árboles fueron de de dieciséis a nueve a veinte pulgadas. Los los de oak se tumbaron. Based upon the tree stumps size, has the arborist given an estimate of the diameter at breast height? Well, the mitigation cost, according to the arborist. I'll let him translate that first and then answer. What did you say again? I, I said, um, based upon the tree stumps, did the arborist estimate the diameter? 
recite the diameter of the removed trees at breast height. Breast height. Okay, dice que la, los palos que estaban muertos de reforma o estaban golpeando. Había uno. Había uno. Okay. All right, now you can answer. Now you can answer that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the mitigation factor for this is $50 per inch for unpermitted uh, oak tree removal. The total came out to $5,300. Anything else? No, that's all. All right. Okay. Um, okay. The first time, I'm sorry, because the first time is that she's by a lot over here. And uh, we don't know. We don't know. We need a permit for do that. And when is why we're doing. But uh, when I receive the letters, I try to get the permits, and I do. But I don't. I don't know. We need a permit uh, for do the trees. We needed like for build the house, and we don't know that. But uh, right now I have the permit for run the brush only. But it's because it's, we don't know. It's the first time we got buy a lot over here. <laughs> And we don't know the rules. This is why we do. All right. So this, there's some advantage in the fact that there's tree stumps there, and they were able to determine the number of trees and the size of the trees. They translate that. Okay. Dice que determina depende por los gruesores de los árboles. Los gruesores de los árboles están grandes. If if the number of trees removed was unknown, the fine would be $15,000 for this size lot. Because they were able to measure the tree stumps that were remaining, they determined the fine to be $5,300. Other than not being aware of the ordinance, is there anything else the property owners want to say? And how much is the budget right now? The fine is fifty three hundred dollars. Is what's being is what the arborist calculated. Okay. All right. You have anything else? Yes. Yes, sir. Since there's a little bit of a language barrier. Yeah, yeah. Um. Just so going forward, please don't, even if you have an underbrush permit to do ground cover, uh -huh. no trees. Okay. No but trees. right now we can do, right? We clean it up underbrush. Do you have an underbrush permit? I have the permit. Okay. Then you, you can proceed with that. Okay. You also will have to remove what's on the lot in terms of what you cut down, the trees that are there, that are cut down, that has to go. Okay. In the future... The only way you can do anything in the city of Northport to clear a lot of trees, to cut down trees on an undeveloped lot, which uh -huh. is a lot where there's no principal structure, a house, uh -huh. you have to come in first and present your paperwork. And then if you're building a house, we'll give you the permit. Yeah, we don't, building. we know right now because we right. come over here. We kind we of did it backwards. This is the way to make up for it, but just in case you buy other land or whatever, but please, no other trees on the lot until no you get the city's permission. No I'm problem. Sorry. Thank you. Oh, it's fine. Sorry. No, I mean, I, 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 I want you to know you're not alone. Even, even large home builders have violated this ordinance. Right. So, um, all right. So, I am going to find that there is a violation of Section 45-5A for uh, cutting down these oak trees. Translate that. 
Yo sé que voy a sacar el, el, el cobro de eso. Pero en un futuro yo sé que necesitamos permisos para hacer todo lo que necesitamos hacer. Ahorita ya tenemos el de, el de, el de abajo, pero el de arriba no. Pero por tengo ningún árbol. And a fine of $5,300 will be imposed. Dice que si el problema es $53,000, $53,000 dólares. All right, now, do you have the photos and the arborist recommendation on the other lots? Yes, I do. You do? Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and do, just stay right there. Uh, case number 235323, which is, uh, yeah, go ahead. Which is property address 2337 Sultan Avenue. You may begin whenever. Is that the total amount of trees for all the lots? Is that your understanding? I don't have that. I just have for that, that one lot. Well, it's on the agenda, so you miss it or you don't. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that. That, this is only about the so one that we just did. The opera said no, you didn't see any damage to any adjoining lots. It's different cases at different times. These are right. these next would, two are like, looks like the so you want to. I was just going to ask. So, the, in the interest of fairness, we'll just apparently the inspector was believed that the lot that we just talked about was the only lot that that occurred on, but it may or may not, it may be the other. Other lot, <clears throat> so I'm just thinking maybe we need a continuance on that other case until we can go back out with an arborist and check and see. There may not be any trees. Okay, it's just underbrush, or you don't know. I, you know, I don't know the other lot. If you pull up the cases, there are no. Oh, okay. According to the arborist, he said he didn't see any damage to it. I think I know what the issue is. The issue is the two other cases were a different inspector. He's no longer here, and again, I'll probably have to take the hit for that. I missed those because I was doing his cases today. Let's just wait to the next hearing. They're going to have to come back if we find violation. We, right. we, we actually do have, well, we don't know, right? Is he saying there's trees down on those lots? There's pictures in there. All right. Okay. But so, we, don't have, we don't have the arborist. Can you translate that. generally what he just said to them? Okay, dice que vamos a tener otra audiencia porque no tienen el récord de los otros lotes si cometimos un delito o no. Well, he doesn't say the arborist went out there? Um, looking at his notes right now. Yeah, hold just a second. <laughs> Let's confirm with Jeremy, the arborist, underbrush removed. Yeah. And there's pictures. And there's, it, he's saying underbrush on that one for the 5323. I was totally unaware of it. It's fine. There are, there are several photos, it looks like. So is it for no permit for underbrush? underbrush? Is that the that, violation? Well, it, it's the lot's cleared. And you can see all the, the palmettos that are all laying on each other. So, I mean, if you want to pull up these cases, you can see what I'm looking at. If you but, want to do this now instead of having right. to come back, I, I just don't want them to have to come back if they don't have to. You can still ask for the continuance if you want. I mean, no, let, me, no. let me give another suggestion is that we just, we do this case at the end of today because would it be helpful if you had the arborist here? Uh, it may if he, uh, well, I mean, if, it, if it's in the building. notes, if you accept that as testimony, that's up to you. 
if it's just underbrush, we probably wouldn't need them. Um, cause we well, and yeah, is, well, is the section the same for underbrush? Is it, or is it a different section? Because it, these are all 45-5A. I know that's trees. Is that also the section for underbrush? It should be for, if it's just for, they didn't get an underbrush permit, they should have been, that should have been the, the violation, not a land clear, because it wouldn't result in mitigation or a fine in that sense for trees. Just looking at the the twenty three dash fifty three twenty three, the notes say underbrush, and then the pictures show underbrush. The case twenty three fifty three twenty four is showing trees removed. Let me see if there's notes for that and pictures of that. And then no un, no underbrush permit or land claim permit has been issued to this land. Uh, removed and one oak tree has been removed. Jeremy, one of the arborists said that the oak tree has a value of twelve hundred dollars. So that's the notes in. Okay, so I think we, I could, we can do them now, Your Honor. As I said, there's notes in here to, to take care of the situation now, and they don't have to come back. So this is for case 5323. This is going to be underbrush only, I believe. Correct. Kevin Reducci, code enforcement manager, back on the record. Yeah, that's uh, trans so yeah, so let's go back where he's translating so that we call the case. So we're, we're just let him know that we're doing Case number 23-5323 at this time. The city assigns an address when we make a case out of it. The case for this property is 2337 Sultan Ave. You wanna... The initial inspection occurred on 12-13-2023 by Inspector Michael Kuykendall. He is not here today. He is not this inspector. Just want to make that clear. Apparently, at that honor before that day on the thirteenth uh, of December, twenty twenty-three, a, land, a brush clear occurred on that property, presumably without a permit. <clears throat> That is an issue that, again, needs to be corrected before you do the work. So the permit would have been required before. <clears throat> so just to speed this up, I'll show you some pictures, but do, do you, do, does your family or the young lady, does she, does she uh, agree that a brush clear was done before that date just on the ground? Yes. Let the land with some of that was cleared off. Before we go much further, though, my, here's my question is, is section 45-5A, does that encompass brush clears or is that only tree? No, it probably, it's it's probably should have been written. Yeah, that's tree. It's wrong. That's going to be a problem then. Just to help with this case because of the underbrush, there is a permit awaiting pickup downstairs for permit 24-312 for this case. If you were able to pick that permit up, that covers the that would clear. That would clear the... All right, so I think, well, that one I think we have to dismiss, dismiss this one because yeah. it's the wrong code section. So, okay. so I am going to dismiss this case because the code section does not line up with what was done. Dice que eh, perdieron el caso ellos porque dice que los permisos no están, los permisos están 
Creo que ellos no tienen ni récord ni qué es lo que exactamente hicimos. Right. And to help, so it doesn't come back. Okay. The, there is an underbrush permit for this lot uh -huh. downstairs that is ready for pickup. I do right now you because I have for four right now. Okay. Correct. Right. And that All would right. take care of this, and it won't come back. Okay. Thank All right. So, so there's one more. Now there's one more case. Case number twenty-three fifty-three twenty-four, which is twenty-three twenty-nine Sultan Avenue. Okay. Okay. As His Honor has stated, that case is twenty-three. 5324 for 2329 Sultan Ave. My name is Kevin Reducci. I'm the manager for the Code Enforcement Division. The original inspector was the same inspector as the previous case, Michael Antano Kaigendal. He is no longer employed with the city. Um, see what's going on in this one. This one shows. <laughs> Look at the text notes and the pictures on this one. It should give you what you need as far as this one. So apparently there was underbrush taken out of this lot as well, and one oak tree was removed. The arborist, Jeremy Rogus, went to the property and uh, assessed the value of that tree at $1,200. If you could translate that. Dice que el árbol hace, hace que uno se removió. Dice que $1,200. Okay. So, Your Honor, if you'll accept that testimony from me as fact, it, Jeremy Rogus, being a city arborist, went out and did his due diligence. We asked the fine to be one tree for $1,200, if you have no objection. All right. I can do one more note just because I'm record keeping here. Um, there's also another permit for the underbrush portion of it yes. down there for that property as well. Right. I'm checking on the first right. one to make sure as well. All right. Do you have anything? Do they have anything they want to say about this one tree that was removed? Yes. Okay, the, um, that tree, we, we try to cut it because it's not cut it, but we try to cut it, but I cut it a half because it's on top of the other tree. Because when the hurricane came, it's, it's, it's like a little broken, but it's on the, on the top of the other trees. And it's why we try to cut it, but my machine is a little bit, little one, and it's why we don't cut it, leave it like that. Is there a photo in the file on this one? I hope so. 692, image 692 is the picture of the tree that he's talking about. 692, Bill? 692. There's some other photos too, but that's just showing the rest of the property, which is underbrush. It's not up there. Is it up there? It's downloading right now. Do This? Yeah. Yep. The one just below it is yeah, the same. Yeah, it's loading one. now. The one below so it. So apparently it looks like it's lean, it's cut pretty good and it's, all, it's down from what I can tell. I believe this is what he's speaking about. Right. Yeah, you can click on it. Didn't it. come up? No, it didn't come up here. Go, go to the download. The button, the arrow down. I didn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, up. Sorry. There you go. Down, down arrow, blue, down arrow. <laughs> it low, is it underneath here? On the, on the blue arrow pointing down at the top right corner. Right. It's click loaded. on that. Yeah, we did that. that one. Now there you go. There All right. No, that's, no, not, that's the right not the right photo. Yeah. There we go. It. That's it. Okay. So can you you can see it up here? Is that the tree that yeah, you're talking you see about? It's, it's like curved in the ground. Right. So just to get into the record, at one time, sir, that tree was erect, living, correct? Mm -hmm. No, it's it's like that. No, I know, but before that, you mm -hmm. you admitted that you cut it, you cut it, you couldn't get it all down. 
but it, initially it was standing correct up, right? And no. But leaning. I think oh, the testimony okay. was The one in the bottom is not. It's like that. That's why we cut it right there, and the tree is coming, but in the machine's little one. It's the, the tree right. is like on top of the other one. But going back to before, I'm not... It would depend on your what you were going to do with the lot just as to let as to see if the city was going to allow you to cut trees down if you could explain that and it would not include a brush clear that that's a, that would be a land clear but that would only be granted if you were going to build a, a principal structure on the property so, so my question is, you cut the tree and then you just left it in this condition, is that? It's because it's laid on top of the other one. We're trying to cut it because it's on top of the other one. And, um, and we leave it like that because uh, I said the other day when I come back, uh, we see the letters. Okay. And we're trying to do the permit. Anything else? No, sir. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. All right. All right. I am going to find that uh, in case number 235324, uh, there is a violation of section 45-5A um, for this one tree that was cut, not removed, but just left in this condition um, at the property. And based upon the arborist calculation of the diameter of the, the, the size of the tree, a fine of $1,200. Dice que no hay mejoramiento siento por este árbol por dejarlo en esta condición por cortarlo pues. All right, and that's all the cases. And the only thing that was kind of pending out there was the other case. Just wanted to clarify that with you and Miss and your family. Um, the property for the five three two three, which is the Salton Avenue, uh -huh. pick up that one. We'll take care of your underbrush permit. Yes. That one, and then this one that we just did with the tree. It was a part of it that says underbrush, but we don't have to bring that again. If you go down and get that uh, permit, is picked up as well. It okay. would take care of those open issues for you. Okay. I, I pick up right now. All right. Thank you. Thank you, and, sir. Thank you. And for do the payments. Um, we can work with you. Um, if you see Michelle. Michelle on the back, she'll raise her hand. Okay. We'll, we'll work it out with you. Okay. You right Thank you. All right. Thank you. Next case is case number 234703. Property owner is Josh Willie Mendenhall, and the property address is 1266 Billy Court. If you need to, you can go into view mode if it helps. If you just go into view mode, you can still go into the case. Mm -hmm. Just if you, if you need to work around. Bear with us while we get the technical issues resolved.
All right, I am Nathan Long, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Uh, case number 23-4703 was initially inspected on 10-26 of 23. Uh, this case is addressing the violation of multiple, multiple vehicles stored on this property without a principal structure. This also had a shed on this property uh, without a permit. This is an undeveloped lot. Uh, here's one of the pictures. Here's the other one with the shed there. Um, when I recently inspected on the 14th, um, the truck and uh, another vehicle was moved, but the vehicles with the tarps and the shed were still there. I was, uh, I was in contact um, with the owner right at the beginning uh, to inform him of uh, what was going on. I haven't had contact with him since. All right. Anything else? Yes, All right. Mr. Mendenhall, state your name for the record and you've been sworn. Joshua Mendenhall, I have been sworn. All right. Any questions you have or do you just want to talk? No. Nope. Uh, shed Pro comes out today to move the shed and the two cars that are left will be gone this weekend. Okay. Well, as you have seen, this is a two-step process. So I'm going to give you 25 days so uh, before any fines would start. Any objections? No, around? No. All right. I'm going to find that there is... Uh, violation of uh, City Code 59-1C1 for the the uh, four cars parked, uh, a fine of $10 a day with a maximum of $1,000 will commence on March 19th, if not brought into compliance by March 18th of 2024, and then uh, find a violation of Chapter 105.1 of the Florida Building Code for this shed that's there on the property. A fine of $50 a day with a maximum of $5,000 will commence on March 19th of 2024 if not brought in to compliance by March 18th of 2024. Thank you. All right, thank you. Next case is case number 234713. The property owner is Simone and uh, Shernette and uh, Chawana B. S. Bryan. And the property address is 7027. The Brita Road. I am Ken Chow, a code enforcement inspector for the city of Northport, and I have been sworn. I'm bringing the case number 234713, which was initially inspected and initiated on September 22nd, 2023. The physical address, 7027 DeBrita Road, city of Northport. That's a corner parcel at the corner of DeBrita and Ponce de Leon. This case is addressing the violation of Section 105.4.1.1 of the Florida Building Code. An expired SFR, single-family residence building permit, 
number 198243, which was issued on September 20th, 2019 and expired on September 10th, 2022. Construction was initiated with the concrete slab, now with plumbing and rebar exposed and abandoned and neglected, and the parcel is also overgrown. Anything else? Not right now. Sorry. All right. Uh, Ms. Bryan, state your name for the record and you've been sworn. My name is Shauna Bryan. I've been sworn. All right. You have any questions or you just want to talk? Just want to talk. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. From first of all, um, it wasn't a block abandoned. Um, there are certain circumstances that happened that prevented the building. First of all, we were affected by the pandemic. Um, we couldn't afford the price of materials. They went up exponentially. Um, the, the roofer canceled the contract because they couldn't find materials and the prices became unreasonable. So they let us out of the contract. My two sisters were unemployed. I became, uh, my hours were cut also. Shernet, she was suffering from side effects of a brain tumor, so she couldn't work, period. There was no money. Um, resources had to be moved to living expenses currently during the pandemic. After the pandemic, I was the only one who was still working. Shernet could not function. Um, then I got sick. Uh, we were living in Brandon, Florida. We never lived in, in um, North Florida. So we were living in, also there was theft on the property. We did file a police report. They stole a lot of the supplies and pulled the stuff out of the ground. Um, so we were living in Brandon. We, we, we moved from Brandon to Fort Myers, currently living in Fort Myers. Um, I got sick last year, early last year. I was working in the hospital through overnight shift. But anyway, I got sick. Um, I was being treated for a fake brain tumor that it started as a respiratory infection, turned into bacterial meningitis of my brain and spinal cord. So I wasn't working at all last year. So at one point, nobody was working. So we didn't intentionally abandon the property. Life happened and we just couldn't do it. I wasn't functioning. Um, I just got cleared, neurologically cleared by my doctor on January 3rd. I have the report here from my doctor. If you want it, I can provide it. Um, since then, I'm still trying, still not working. So it wasn't an intention. We were living with my sister. She's a nurse practitioner. She was taking care of us. My, in, during the same time last year, my mom also, she had a total knee replacement. So we were all there. We didn't see the letters because we weren't there. The letters were piling up. When I was able to read, <laughs> then I saw th there was a note that I had to go to the post office to get the certified mail, that's when the letters, all the letters were open. So we didn't intentionally ignore the letters also. I heard earlier from one of the cases that you put stickers on the lots. We weren't there to collect the stickers. All right, so let me, I have a question. Um, you know, obviously it would seem like there's two ways of bringing this into compliance. One is renew the permit, the other is to remove what's here, does that require a demolition permit? <clears throat> yes. That's, all right. So at this point, what do you think your plan is? Is it is to sort of completely abandon building a home here 
and just getting rid of what's there right now, so or I, or is it to try to go ahead and build a house? So yeah, I was here yesterday downstairs. I was trying to get a reinstatement, but I was told that I couldn't get it. Um, so I have the application here, and the building manager wasn't there yesterday also, but some of the ladies here told me I couldn't get it. Then, then I went back in and I said, okay, can I just close the case then? Then they told me I can't close the case, so I don't know what I can do. Okay, so the question is, it be, are you can you only like renew the permit one time? What, does anyone know why she was denied? You know, Mr. Reducci, you may need to come down here. And... Okay, it should be noted that uh, the several times this uh, permit has been reissued, and each time there was no progress in construction. Right, well, yeah, okay. Mr. Reducci? Mr. Reducci, back on the record. Your Honor, uh, in speaking to the, the building official is not here today, nor was here yesterday. He has left specific orders for the people that he is in charge of that he's the only one that will renew this type of permit because there has to be extenuating circumstances mm -hmm. for that to occur. I believe this permit, and correct me if I'm wrong, ma'am, has been renewed five times? Yes. What I'm getting downstairs is, unless there's some... Uh, extenuating circumstances, I'm not sure he will do it, but he'll make that call when he gets back. However, one way or another, the property has to be, uh, and it may not occur today, obviously, because whatever the property owner decides will dictate what, what the city's gonna do in the future. But uh, until he gets back, if he does re-up the permit, the, the permit, the case will close. If he doesn't and other corrections are made or the property is sold, whatever, it'll probably close as well to a, in a different, yeah, I'm just, if, yeah, I'm just thinking the time frame because of, if if the path goes down uh, removing all this stuff, then just the demolition permit probably doesn't bring into compliance. It probably actually has to be issued and actually executed. Whereas right. if it's the building permit, that goes much faster if the, if the inspector does that. So for that reason, I'm asking Again, since the building inspect you know, person wasn't here yesterday or today, and it, yeah, you get and you'll get to weigh in on this. Does it make sense to continue this case until next month so that we get to that decision tree? Are you okay with that? No, I don't have a problem. Okay, <clears throat> so did you understand what I said? Because if it's demolition, it's going to take longer, okay. and and this is step one. This is the first hearing, and. And right now, I don't, I don't know how much time to give you if I found a violation today. Because if you get a new building permit, if you get it renewed, that could happen very quickly. But if, but if you have to remove all this, that could take a while. Right. So, do you have any objection to continuing um, this till next month? Can, can I close the case? Because I close the permit because I intend to sell it. I can't. The stress is. Affecting my health or health. You'll have so, to if, yeah, you'll have to work with a building official on that. And yeah, I mean, obviously, if you sell it, As the new owner could potentially pick up and the permit, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think that again, we'll know more a month from now than we know right now. If you really are thinking. You want to sell it, I would go ahead and start that process, listing and all that, because if you bring that to me, 
that can also, you know, it helps me with determining the time frame, okay. you know, to, for, for compliance. It may be beneficial question. too if the permit is reactivated and you sell it, they'll just transfer the ownership to the whoever's going to build there. So you're already, they're going into it with an active permit. So that may be a condition too. Right. I mean, us. something that might help as well is while this is going on, um, if you have someone go out there and clean the property, right. whether it's back to like a construction looking site, I think that will help your, your selling as well if you're trying to do that. No, um, no. Just to help just you along with that. If there's any rebar or anything like that stick up, they sell like little caps that you can put on top just so no one gets impaled by it. Yeah, just, just to save yourself from something that might come up. Oh, okay. I just want to try to save I didn't you. know that. Okay. Just just to help you all along Thank that you. path. Um, well, so, ma'am, it, it's supposed to have uh, a sill fence around the whole property. I don't see one. Is there one there? No. Yeah, I think it's just overgrown, probably. You can't see it because it's so. Yeah, so I said, just bring it back to that pre stage. I know we had a black fence with stairs. That's what they're talking about. Yes, that's what they're talking about. You just can't see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, with no objection, we'll continue this case till March 28th. And hopefully, you don't have to come back if you get it all worked out. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right. Next is case number 23-538. The property owner is Marty and Tina Wolf. The property address is 1634 Ronald Street. I am Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Case 23-538 was initially inspected on 2-6 of 23, and the case is addressing the violation of Section 53-265A2, exemption from temporary use and special event permits, uh, basically an illegal shipping container on the property. Property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 215 of 24. I have had contact with the property owner prior to today, and I have two pictures of the property at 1634 Ronald. <laughs> There we go, Your Honor. All right. Anything else? <coughs> no, sir. All right. Uh, state your name for the record and that you've been sworn. Marty Wolf, I have been sworn. All right. <clears throat> Tina Wolf, I've been sworn. Okay. You have any questions or you just want to say something? I'll just give you an explanation. Um, this is a result of Hurricane Ian. Um, we thought we got through the hurricane just fine in September. Uh, it turned out in January. Uh, my wife started getting sick. Uh, then my son got started getting sick, so we brought in some uh, some mediators, some old mediators. Uh, it was determined that there was <coughs> water intrusion under our floors, and we had a bunch of mold under our floors. Um, at this point, we're, like I said, about January, a few months after 
the hurricane. Um, we ended up having to move out of our house for about four months um, and remove all the possessions from our house. At that time, four months after the hurricane, there was no, no storage available in the city. There was no uh, a pod rental. Everything was just so booked and overbooked. Um, we actually went through a lot of work trying to find a solution and ended up buying the shipping container. Um, at the time, we had no idea the city would have a problem with it. We, we didn't know that it was illegal. Uh, we see so many of these things throughout the city. Um, we almost bought a boat. <laughs> I mean, it, even the city owns uh, these 40-foot shipping containers, but for some reason, we're not allowed to have them on our property when the city is allowed to have them on theirs. Um, by the time Dave came by, uh, we were not living in the house, and uh, everything we owned is inside that shipping container while the construction crews came in. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, removed all the damage, removed all the mold, and then we had to get the drywallers in to get everything uh, set back in. Um, our insurance company is deny, 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 deny. Uh, we had to end up hiring a lawyer for that. Um, right now, our house is, the drywall is done and it's primed, but that's it. We have no flooring, we have no paint, we have no shelves. We have no kind of storage at all. Um, finally, we hired a lawyer to go after our insurance company. Uh, they just sent us a letter back like two weeks ago saying they're forcing appraisal. Um, so right now we're in the uh, in the act of trying to get these appraisals appraisers scheduled into our house so we can get this thing uh, wrapped up. Um, like I said, we have a 2,000 square foot house with no flooring in it. <coughs> if we empty that shipping container back into our house, then we're going to have to move it all back out again. Um, when they when they come in to do the floors. Uh, my wife is disabled. She cannot empty anything in that moving container. Um, I, I travel for work. I'm on a 50% travel schedule. Um, so two weeks out of the month, I'm gone. So it's just been very hard. Uh, we've been working with Dave. They're trying to get stuff out of it. That thing was completely full. Now it's only about half full. Um, so we're still trying to deal with that. Um, is this property adjacent to your house? Or yes, it's okay. a combined, combined two lots. I own a half acre. Yeah, my house is right to the right. He's actually in front of my driveway in that, okay. in that picture. All right. Um, do you have an idea of when the floors are going to go down in your house? I deal with these insurance companies. It's so, it's so hard to tell. Um, like I said, once the appraisers get in there, it should move pretty quickly uh, through the insurance process after that. Um, we already have flooring guys lined up. We have a contractor that we hired to do our whole, our whole property. He's the one that did the drywall and the priming. And, uh, he'll be ready to go as soon as we have more money. And then once you empty this, then you've got to sell it. Because yeah, then I got to try to figure out what problem. to do with this thing. I've been, uh, I've been looking the last few weeks and, and it looks like it's going to be a challenge try to get rid of that thing. When we bought it, everything was used up everywhere. It was literally, like I said, we almost bought a boat because it had room in it. It was just not, it wasn't a working boat, but it was empty inside of it. And I'm like, well, people have boats in their yards. I mean, and then, and even this, I'm like, 
can we just put wheels on it? And it's just no different than a motorhome. Everyone has motorhomes in their yards. I mean, it's yeah, just is. it's just been such a struggle. And it, I mean, we paid so much for it because there was literally nothing else available at the time. And even being out of our house for four months when we were we were having to pay a ridiculous amount of money. So we are just completely strapped to do anything at all until we actually finally get something from the insurance company. I mean, we're yeah. So my so here's the end so of it right my now. struggle is yeah. I see. I mean, it's you know, it's technically it's a violation of uh, the land development code. Um, I but again, I have some leeway and when fines can start assessing. <coughs> I would assume that that storage, even though it was tight right after the storm, storage has loosened up. In the city now, I haven't even uh, looked into it. We we are so out. I mean, just staying in uh, the four months out of my house in Southwest Florida during spring break last year. I mean, that cost me twenty thousand dollars out of pocket. Uh, the mold mitigation people were thirty thousand. My drywaller was thirty thousand. I mean, I, I'm barely able to feed my family right now. Does Does the city have any kind of recommendation as far as time? To be brought into compliance again. I, I don't. I, this is one. You know, I don't really know what the, what the life safety issue is here. I mean, is this thing tied down? No. It can be if we need to. But I mean, <laughs> I have I seen it. Done? I have yeah. seen the uh, from the code enforcement manager. Okay. There. I mean, okay. Thirty days is Great what day. I was told. Okay. I mean, at this at this juncture. Um, Northport has a, a city enforcement of you can't live in your mobile homes and RVs in your driveway. They made an amendment for that for the hurricane. People can now live on their properties in their driveways. Uh, you can have 20 footers, right? You can get these 20 foot pod containers outside of your house. They're allowing that. Um, I mean, if I would have got two 20 footers, would we have even been here today? Well, okay, yeah, so now I've got a couple other questions. So this is a combined lot, you say? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so because of the combined lot, for example, they could have a shed on their property if they got a permit for it, correct? A shed is correct. A shipping container is different than a shed. Right. No and one then, can tell us why, Your Honor. They can't tell us why we can't have it. They just say the, the commissioner said no, so no. Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Rodriguez. I mean, this is kind of a, I mean, I haven't had a shipping container case. So like this, for a while so after the hurricane, there was <laughs> an welcome. emergency order, which pretty much, you know, in layman's terms, pretty much anything went, anything right. goes. We're well past that, and I understand they're having some issues, and we'll work with them. However, they aren't allowed anyway. The other, and I'm sorry that they bought it and everything. Maybe that's kind of holding everything up too, because it's probably not going to be that easy to get rid of. Right. I don't know, but there are other avenues. Uh, they could get a shed, it'd have to be permitted, or a couple of sheds, it would be permitted, or one giant shed. The other thing is, too, like I think someone had said something about like a storage facility, um, but that's got to go. I mean, it, it yeah. relatively quickly. Okay, so anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah you get I, the last word. Okay, you're saying that has to go. What is the danger of that being there as opposed to someone having a motorhome, number one, and number two, I don't understand why that has to go and I have to put everything I own and pay. I don't have the money to, to get a shed. No, I, I have to buy a shed 
and get the permits and get the cement laid and have the shed built and transfer everything out of that into that, then try to find a way to sell that in any kind of way that I'm not going to lose completely on it well, because we paid this, double for it at the time. We didn't I, I know. May, I may have missed it. How long has it been on the property? How, what was the time? Since frame? last year, since okay. after the hurricane in January when I started getting sick and now I have asthma. My son had to have two surgeries because of his and breathing problems from it, from all the mold that was in our house. And so we couldn't get back into our house. So the first thing was, Everything had to go out of our house somewhere. We couldn't find anything. This was literally the last resort. And so after paying for this, then paying for four months of being out of our house and being in five or six different Airbnbs for months, moving between those with the, what little we took with us, and then moving back into our house. We're still living out of boxes. He's not home half the time. I can't lift things. So how... I mean, it's hard enough as it is with everything going on, just getting by day to day with him traveling for work and I can't do things. We had to bring our son home from school. He's homeschooling now because it's just, there's just too much going on. No, I get it. But so I, I mean, line is, you're saying it just has to go, but why? What is it hurting anybody? Not shipping containers, hurricane or not, shipping containers were never allowed in the city. Okay, but why? The city of Northport owns five of them sitting there at the, the city utility. Two miles from here, the city of Northport, five 40-footers, all lined up in a row. I believe they go on the trucks, sir. I believe they're on the trucks. No. They pick up garbage with them. No. but They're on the ground. That's not garbage. It's a utility crew. They use them okay. for storage. Okay. I mean, so why is it dangerous here, in our yard, but not two blocks two from here, Sumter and Price? That construction company has 18 40-footers lined up on Price Avenue, for everyone in Northport to see. Walmart has them. Everyone has them. They're all over town. Open builders can have them, but tax-paying citizens oh, okay, so, cannot have them. Okay, here's my question. So I'm looking at the at the code section. I just so want to know did, what did the you, is. Did you apply for a temporary use permit? I applied for a permit. I got a call from the building department saying, no, this code enforcement does not allow shipping containers. If you look under my address on the building, you'll see it was applied for a structural shed over 200 square feet, and it's still, it just says submitted, because they won't approve it. So I have an answer for your question. Yeah, why yeah, so, yeah I mean, so the, I mean, the code is specific. It says storage pod shipping containers, you know, cannot be used for on-site storage of household or other goods. Uh, for you know, more than seven days. Again, then there's this process for a temporary use permit. And that's why I asked. So you put this on, you said this, this arrived on the property about a year ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you apply for the temporary use permit? After speaking with Dave, um, okay. he told me that it wasn't allowed. I don't, I don't believe it's going to be allowed, to be honest with you. I was just informed. The reason why they're not allowed is it's a residential property, number one. It's in close proximity to other homes. It's, they're allowed on construction mm -hmm. sites and bigger properties that are doing some sort of construction or some sort of work-related endeavor. Part of it is that it's very big. It, apparently, the code is going to be changed. It hasn't been changed yet that that will be allowed, but it's not there now. And part of the problem, just hang, hear me out. Wow. Part of the problem is, I believe, is that shipping container, it's not permitted, nor is it tied down. Like a, we allow, we mandate that sheds much smaller than that 
are permitted for various reasons. One being zoning, where it's placed on that property, it can't be too close to a neighboring property, residential speaking. Also, it has to be tied down so it doesn't blow away in a hurricane. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've seen tractor trailers after the hurricane. Billy and I were out driving around one day. You saw a tractor trailer on its side. Essentially, that's a tractor trailer without wheels. <clears throat> that part of it. So they so, can blow over. So, so my, that's where we're at. So my lot is zoned residential slash commercial. Okay, I have construction going on. I have applied for a permit. I do not have a problem tying that thing down. And now you're telling me this has to be gone in 30 days, but in 60 days, it's going to be okay. We're going to allow you guys to have I, it. I didn't say it was going to be 60 days, so uh, I don't know when that'll well, occur. How many days? Is I have no idea when, when the code's rewritten. It's, being in, the, it's in the process. Of okay, so now. you know that it's going to be allowed. You've, you've discovered that it's going to be safe. It's going to be fine. There are going to be parameters in which it's fine, but... You're not going to let you're not going to grandfather us into that so that we don't have to be punished. We, our our lives are upside down right now. I have concrete floors with cracks in them in my house. I, I don't have shelving anywhere in my house. My whole house is ripped apart. I don't have screens on any of my lanai. We are at the middle of the street where all the water comes down. Five houses are being built on my street alone right now. All the drainage comes in front of our house, which means we have ridiculous amount of mosquitoes. I can go on literally for an hour and tell you the crap storm we have been through in the last year. I'm sure you don't care and I'm sure you don't want to hear all of it, but just keeping it together right now for me is like a miracle. So I know that you go through this every day and you hear all the sad stories and it doesn't mean anything to you, but when you come up here and tell me that, oh, listen, this is going to be fine, we've, we've already decided that it's going to be okay to have those and it's just going to need to be tied down. But right now, we're going to fine you and we're going to punish you. And make you get rid of it in 30 days. Okay, and, the, and when it was filed, when this was filed, the guy that filed it said, the, literally, I read the claim. He said, I, I thought we couldn't have, I thought we couldn't use shipping containers as garages in Northport. That's what the complaint said. Well, the definition of a garage is, a, a, a building, actually I wrote it down, I'll tell you what it said. It's a, the legal definition of a garage. Uh, so here's my question, is like, what are the parameters for these temporary use permits? Um, is it, is, you know, I believe does the city the get to say how long the temporary permit is allowed? Right. Is there a maximum? I mean, I, I, again, I just don't know much about this right. section of the code. So, Your Honor, it, it's all going to be any kind of temporary use permit or any kind of container of, of any size, whether it's a shed or pod, whatever you want to call it. Each case will be different depending on where, how big their lot is, where they can put it, how long they can have it, how it's secured. None of that is applied to this right here. I believe you stated it's not secured, correct? Not secured. You've had Can it for over a year. It? You've had it for well, over a year. Okay, well, let's back up a little. When, when, when you were told that they weren't going to issue a temporary use permit to you, was it, was it because this code enforcement action was pending, or was it for some other reason? No, they. What did they tell you? They said code enforcement does not allow shipping containers. We're not approving your permit. It's. It's and why does it say shipping though, container it's, in it's, the code? It's the city. Well, it's not, Your Honor. I believe it's the city. One body does not allow shipping containers. But the city owns shipping containers. Well, yeah, forget about that for a moment. 
I mean, and, uh, and again, I understand these temporary use permits are across all zoning districts. You know, it's not, it's not specific to any particular zoning district when you look at that code section. But it does say shipping container <coughs> is one of the things that the temporary use permit can be issued. Okay, and it's my understanding they applied and were denied, correct? Well, that's why I'm saying that what was the reason? If it, the guy left me a voicemail, Mr. Wolf, this is so and so from building, uh, building department, I got your permit for shipping container use. City does not allow them. Call, call code enforcement. And when I looked online over and over and over again, what I could find was that it's allowed for 21 days twice per, per year. Uh -oh. But I don't know if that was for commercial no. or if it was for like using storage for commercial for holiday stuff or okay. whatever it was. Have, have you been sworn? It's very I have not. Okay, we need to have <laughs> one more person sworn in. Do you swear from the testimony you're not providing to an accurate possession? You're not looking at that. I do. Okay. Same for name and. Good morning. For the record, my name is Elena Ray. I'm the Director of Development Services Department. So one of the divisions that I'm over is code enforcement. Um, but I'm also over planning and zoning, so I can answer okay, uh, these questions as well. Um, a temporary use permit for a storage pod has very specific parameters. It has to be within a certain size limit, and it can only be allowed for a certain number of days. Um, the pod that is in question, the, the container that's in question, is uh, larger than what the code will allow. Um, and it has already been on the site for longer than a temporary use permit would have allowed. Unfortunately, as staff, we have no authority to go outside of these regulations. This is, this is essentially, this is law for the city. And we, we have no authority to go outside of that. There was a, um, an emergency order after Hurricane Ian uh, that the city manager was able to enact based on his emergency powers granted to him by um, the commission and the state that we did um, allow, we did essentially um, waive these requirements, but we are under emergency powers. We can only do that for a specific amount of time, and that emergency has, uh, order has um, long since expired. Um, the... the uh, issue between a storage container and a shed. Um, storage containers, shipping containers now, um, the Florida Building Code has uh, been changed to include some parameters for shipping containers. So that is why in, in our... The houses, right? Correct. So that is why uh, with our Unified Land Development Code rewrite that we have been working on for the last year, um, we are including some provisions that will allow those storage containers, uh, shipping containers to be used even as houses um, with certain, per certain parameters and design considerations. But they have to meet the Florida Building Code. As, as it sits on the property currently, we have this um, temporary use issue um, and prohibition on shipping containers now that, that we we don't have a method to get around, um, but even under the allowance for uh, that the new ULDC will ultimately grant, they have to meet the Florida Building Code. So they have to be placed on a permanent foundation, not just tied down with, 
you know, stakes and, and things like that. They have to be on a permanent engineered foundation uh, that will be inspected and approved um, so that there, there is that consideration. They will only be allowed to be a certain size. Um, sheds are, are um, there are some parameters on size. So all of that has to go through. Um, but, but that's where we are now. Um, we are bound by the codes that are in place now. Um, and staff has no authority or ability or, or avenue um, for uh, granting exceptions to that. So I would be more than happy. Okay, so yeah, any questions, and I'm, then I'll give you the last word. I would be more than happy to uh, pull it up at and secure it. I don't have a problem with that at all. If they give me direction, I will follow it. And I would just like, I would like to end saying um, one year, there's been one phone call, one complaint, one time. This guy's the guy that called is not calling to follow up. No one else is calling. No one else is complaining. Just and one guy, guy has one a time. construction company, and he doesn't even live on our street. Yeah, and he's like he lives back away. in the neighborhood. And he has a house with a connected garage. And I don't know this for fact, but what I'm assuming happened is he had a trailer on his uh, shipping container in his yard. And he was probably using it for business because he has a construction company and was told you can't park your vehicles in there for your construction company. And now he has an extra garage there. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming that's what happened because he got, he got real upset when someone else had a shipping container. And I'm going to tell you, I've driven around Northport, and I'm not going to turn these people in because I'm not that kind of person. Yes. But I've found many other houses that have shipping containers, and I've looked on Google Earth, and those were way before the hurricane. In their backyards, just like ours. And they can be seen from the main streets, very close to our house. The thing that gets so me the most is the city this owns not, This is not, our, our shipping container isn't going to hurt anyone any more than the shipping containers that are being used by the city, by Walmart, by anyone else. Those are sitting in dangerous areas too. If there's a way we can safely tie it down, we'll absolutely do that. But telling us that your hands are tied and there's nothing you can do to help us, we didn't get this shipping to shipping container to break the law or to bend the rules or to do something because no one else says and we're special. We got it because it was our last option. Okay. Anything, we didn't have anything else. Anything new? No. No. And I don't think you're done? Okay. All right. So, so the city asked for 30 days. Because you own this thing and you're going to have, well, you, I guess you've got two options. You're either going to sell it and you're going to need some time to do that or Possibly, based upon what I've heard today, you might be able to get a permit to actually put it on a, a foundation. That would also take some time. Uh, I'm going to give 75 days instead of the 30 days that the, the city asked for. So I am going to find that there is a violation of Section 53-265A, the Unified Land Development Code, for uh, the fact that there is no temporary use permit or exemption on record uh, for this shipping container, which is not provided under that same section uh, on this property. Um, a fine of $25 a day with a maximum of $2,000 will commence on May 8th of 2024, if not brought into compliance by May 7th of 2024. So you've got until May 7th. If I can go through the process again and get a temporary use permit by May 8th. 
that would also, that would, that, yeah, that would bring it into compliance also. So even if we're not able to get the work done by then, because as you know, <laughs> getting people out to do stuff, but if, as long as we have the permit and we can have it in process to do it, and we're getting I'm people out Mr. to do Renucci it. nod his head over here, yes. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, the next case is uh, case number 234890. The property owner is Allen and Kathleen Quackenbush, and the property address is 3326 Tuscan Avenue. Good morning, Your Honor. Morning. Kevin Reducci back on the record for a different case, case number 234890. For the property address 3326 Tuscan Ave, I was uh, inspected initially on November 6th of 23 by a, a former inspector here. Um, I went out twice this week. I went out yesterday and I went out this morning. Um, I believe maybe the property has been heavily damaged by a hurricane. I don't think anybody's living there. Are you the property owner? Yes. Okay, I was hoping I could even catch you this morning, but I didn't. We, we don't live there. there. Right, we I wasn't sure maybe somebody storm. was stopping by or whatever. Yeah. I spoke to your neighbor. She was very nice. Oh, Chrissy. Uh, she told me that she believed you guys weren't living there, but she said sometimes people come and go. Um, so one of the issues, there's a lot of issues there that weren't addressed that I can talk to you about later, but specifically the case today is for some... Uh, debris specifically like some landscape debris that's on the grass to the right side of your your driveway which I'll show a picture in a minute it just has to be removed or really what you should do is call the city and have a bulk pickup I don't oh know okay yeah you're allowed two free ones you can call I'll give you the number okay um, and they'll come as provided it's in, a, in the right space wherever you get your bulk pickup sometimes it's across the street yeah, I think that I think it's the the stuff in the right-of-way is the that's the one. Right. Yeah. It's, so. just, it's just landscape debris. I can show you a picture. Okay. Uh, it's probably a very easy fix. Is there anything you want to say while I'm looking up the picture? Uh, while we're here? While you're here? Please go ahead. Just state your name. and. Yeah, yeah Al Quackenbush. Um, I'm Kathleen Quackenbush. Yeah. The issue is they have those bins for my, I believe it's Home Depot. Oh, uh, the, the wool bag? Yeah, and uh, the contractors that we hired that lift this off at $52,000, and we still haven't gotten anything done. They oversold it, so even they will not come to pick it up unless it's half emptied. Talking I, about that right there, sir? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Garbage. That's and all sheetrock. I got a bad bag. I'm disabled. I can't get some of the stuff out of there. I contract her. We keep trying to call her. No response. She's not listening to us. She's not calling us back. Okay. We actually taken her to court. But we don't know where she is. She took off with our $52,000 and didn't. Mm -hmm. All she did was some of the sheetrock. And, and we, didn't pay for that we either. still don't have a house. To the right of that, there's some landscape debris and some pallets. I'm not sure yeah. if the city will take the pallets. You'll have to ask them. They okay. may ask you to remove those okay. and get pallets them separately because one truck comes for like landscape debris and one truck comes for like other materials, okay. you know, because it's easy for them to get rid of just like foliage that's dying or yeah, 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 yeah. So that's not really that big a deal. No. Okay. The but other issues is you just heard the last case with the the uh, no. <laughs> the 
shipping container. I'm just going to ask you in general, they look like those, they're, we consider them like a pod. Now, those you can have and you get can get permitted for. I'm not so sure you are permitted. I didn't even bother checking because that's not what we're here for today. Okay. But since I got you and we're all, it's all out in the open, you can get those permitted for a certain amount of days. I suggest you do that because you'll have, it's just the way we do things. Okay. So, so everything's fair for everybody else. Also, the lawn's getting a little long. I know it's probably not your first priority, but if you could get someone over there just as if I bought another lawnmower because my other one's got trash and I got, I've been cutting okay. it. I got to do it again. All right. So, yeah. do you think within the next hearing, which is next month, the end of the month, it's the last Thursday of the month, or what's the date, Bill? 28th of March. Do you think you'd be able to, right for now, this <laughs> is it, just remove the stuff to the right? The pallets? Yeah, I'll get them out of there one way or the other if I got to get my son to help me. But eventually, that large bag with all that stuff, that, there, that's got to go, too. Like, that's yeah. the one we're having problems yeah, with. Yeah, we don't know all what right. to do. <laughs> well, you may talk to Solid Waste. They may take that. I don't know if they'll take the bag because it's not their property. It's right. really yeah. not your property. I know. <laughs> but, or you may have to pay them to remove it if it's over a certain amount of square feet, right. cubic yards, whatever. But they probably could do something for that, too. It, it'll probably be cheaper in the long run than if we do another case and we start you know, citing you for that as yeah. well. Okay. Okay. That sounds um, good. So we could call Solid Waste about that. I'll give you the number as soon as we're okay. That sounds good. Yeah, because she left all. You could see it. She left all the sheetrock all over right. our driveway, and yeah. I'm like, we can't do this. We're old. <laughs> we're disabled, and you know. Right. I also suggest call the police or stop over there. Maybe get them to do like a vacation check on your house once in a while, just to drive by. Because you don't want any squatters going in there or kids. Yeah, I know that's what we worry about you know, squatters. Well, I don't know where you're staying right now, but maybe you guys can go over once in a while and just yeah. check it out. Our neighbors are keeping an eye on it. Yeah, the lady there, out. she's yeah. pretty, she yeah. was pretty they solid. Have cameras. <laughs> so we're good, Your Honor, if you can just okay. do it for Anything next month. Anything else you want to say? Not that okay. good. No, so, again, yeah. The, <laughs> so the bull bag sitting on top of the driveway. So. It's it's that it's all that debris that's just to the side of it. That's what is potentially interfering with the stormwater system because that there's a swale there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I am going to find that there's a violation of 42-24A5 for that. It's kind of a combination, and I see at least one pallet, maybe a couple of pallets, uh, and and basically yard debris, um, you know, to the right of the driveway. And a so and a fine of ten dollars a day with a maximum of one thousand dollars will commence on March nineteen of twenty twenty four. If okay. not brought into compliance by, by March then. eighteen, so you've got till March eighteen. Okay. All right. Thank good. you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Going back to the, the top of the list. Case number twenty three dash twenty ninety nine. Property owners are George W. Goodspeed the third and Lanice Marie Taylor, and the property address is 7270 Hiawatha Terrace. Uh, Your Honor, for this case, due to a death in the family, he had reached out to me about getting a continuance. Okay, uh, we'll continue. You think just till next? Yeah, he said next month should okay. be fine. All right, we'll continue this case till March 28, 2024. Next is case number 234186. Property owner is Felix O. Cruz and Ocasio Marie Rivera. Oh, sorry, I got the, the, the names mixed. It's Felix O. Uh, Cruz Osario and Marie uh, Rivera. It's the property address is 7314 Largeleaf Street. Okay. 
I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Case number 234186 was initially inspected on 928 of 23. Uh, this case is addressing the violation of Section 53-240A3 of the Unified Land Development Code. Wooden fence erected onto a property, which is an undeveloped lot. This property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 21524. Have not had uh, contact with them. I got three pictures, and the photos uh, are true and an accurate depiction of the property located at 7314 Large Leaf. <clears throat> There's multiple stuff going on with this one. Yeah. So this is just another one. Is that actually largely a street that you're on right that, now? Or yes, sir. That is one of the streets that has to be mowed here. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to find that there's a violation of section 53-4, excuse me, dash 240A3, the Unified Land Development Code, for a uh, this wooden fence that's on this undeveloped property, a fine of $25 a day with a maximum $2,000 will commence on March uh, 19th of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18th of 2024. Thank you. Next is case number 234620. Property owner is Tim Pruitt. The property address is 3500 West Price Boulevard. Kevin Reducci, Your Honor, back on the record again. I have been sworn. <clears throat> the property in question is 3500 West Price Boulevard. Case number is 234620. It was initially inspected by a different inspector on 10-19-23. I've been going over, going over there last week a couple of times and yesterday. There is a the chart, the violation is chapter 59-1B4 for prohibited parking for an inoperable vehicle, a tan four-door Pontiac on jack on jack stands in the driveway. Um, the house is vacant, it is for sale. There's nobody living in there. Um, Basically, the, the vehicle can't be up on jacks uh, out in the open. It has to be uh, out of view. If it was in the garage or if it was behind an outbuilding or whatever, and we couldn't see it, it would be, it would be okay because we couldn't see it. I'll just show you uh, one of the pictures here. There's a bunch of pictures, but they're all basically the same. Inspector's been there a lot before me. I believe he's never had contact with the owner. I tried to call the listing agent last Saturday. They called me back. I called them, and we've been playing phone tag. I haven't been able to get them uh, in person. So, I mean, even if they put a tarp on it, I think we'd be okay. But you can right. clearly see the vehicle there. And yeah. it, what concerns us too, because it's up on Jackson's and no one's really living there. Right. It's a little unsafe if, you know, we don't want somebody to push on it and fall on a kid or like an animal, somebody's pet, whatever. So it needs to be removed. All right. I'm going to find there's a violation of. Um... Section 59-1B for the uh, Northport City Code for this inoperable uh, Pontiac uh, four-door sedan uh, sitting on this property. A fine of $10 a day with a maximum $1,000 on March 19 of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18 of 2024. Mm. Uh, next one I've got is case number 235025. The property owner is Jason L. Mead, Bonnie J. Skates, 
and the property address is 6328 Pan American Boulevard. Your Honor, on this one, because there is actually another case for that same address, uh, case number 234589, I would like to address both of these. One of them is the second hearing, and one of them is uh, the okay. first hearing. Uh, go on to the second hearing. Which yeah, one? you want to just do the uh, you want to do the twenty three forty five eighty nine. That one's pretty. You know, yeah, that, pretty that's quick fine, Your Honor. Uh, Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Case number twenty three forty five eighty nine was found in violation on the January twenty fifth hearing of twenty four. Uh, at this time, there has been no changes to the property, and I address that you uh, sign the order. I will sign the order assessing the fine. Now we flip back to uh, case number twenty three. 5025. Yeah, just give me one second. Okay. Your Honor, may I just interject for a sure. moment? Haley uh, Coughlin's here from the city attorney's mm -hmm. office about our parking case. Sure. She has somewhere else to be. If she could just tell you what's going on. Sure. Yeah, so, okay. Continue. So, this is uh, under general business case number 2400 or 24 007155. It's a parking ticket appeal. Caitlin Coughlin, Assistant City Attorney for the City of Northport. I've been sworn. Um, if we could continue this to next month, she has an out-of-state um, handicap parking. She's trying to get a Florida one. So okay. I'll give her the month. I'll take it off the calendar next month if she's in compliance. All right. We will continue this case till next month on uh, March 28th. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Now back to you, Mr. Grant. On okay. Case number 235025. <clears throat> I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn case number 235025 was initially inspected on 1117 of 23. And this case is addressing the violation of Chapter 4222A of the Northport City Code. Excessive uh, growth of weeds and grass. The property has been inspected on multiple occasions. Uh, most recently on 214, I have not had uh, any contact with the owner. There's two pictures of this. I don't know how well they're going to be, but our contractor that we sent out there to actually mow it. Okay, there's not pictures. Um, our contractor that we sent out there to mow it had reported back to us that they can't get back there because of the overgrowth okay. in the backyard. Again, right. this is a little bit of a problem house. We got, you know, three or four different mm -hmm. things going on with it. All right. I forget. Did you say you had photos or you don't? I, I do not. Um, okay. I could maybe pull up. The photos from but this this is your case and you've been at the property uh, yes sir i've okay. had this yes and, since and how how tall are the is the grass and weeds in the front it ain't bad in the back it's pretty tall because again our contractor couldn't get in there to mow it so i don't think over over 12 inches tall absolutely yeah okay all right i'm going to find that there's a violation of chapter 42-22a of the northport city code for excessive growth and weeds particularly in the backyard a fine of ten dollars a day with the maximum $1,000 will commence on March 19 of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18 of 2024. I'm also find that there's a violation of Chapter 42-23 of the Northport uh, City Code for this accumulation of debris, which is not allowing the uh, the city's contractor to get back and actually do the mowing behind the uh, the, the house. So uh, a fine of $10 a day with a maximum $1,000 will commence on March 19 of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18 of 2024. Next case is case number 235065. 
The property owner is Gulf Coast Assembly of God, Inc. The property address is 2800 Pan American Boulevard. I am Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. This case is addressed in case number 235065, initially inspected on 1117 of 23, uh, Chapter 105.1 of the Florida Building Code permit required for uh, no permit for a lanai on the rear of the property. Property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on the 20th of this month. And I have had contact with them. They came in to get the permit. I don't know what happened. So the, the church is aware. Um, last When I did check on the 20th, uh, it had not been turned in, but they do have the paperwork. Okay. Are you look, Are you trying to pull it? He's going to pull the okay. permit activity right now. Nothing. Okay. So it looks like, but there, does it show that an application's in or? No, they, they came to our code office and, and spoke to our administrative okay. assistant downstairs and thought they needed to give me the permit. She advised them that it needs to go to building. Is this the house they own or is it's this? It's a church and they church. built a wooden structure on the back of it. Okay. That, that was kind of an open you know what? I'm not 100% sure because you can't see it from the road, and I really had okay. no business going back there, but it's all wooden. There's a big wooden frame back there. Okay. There's a picture you can show. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't yeah, have a picture. I inherited this case, I believe. I don't know if this was mine originally. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. So, yeah, all right. Okay. Was it? Okay. Yeah, so it's a pretty significant. Yeah, they, they did quite a bit. Right. And I spoke to them, and they were aware they got to get a permit. I just don't know what, you know, okay. when they came in and spoke to Candace, I don't know what they did after that. I'm going to find that there is a violation in Chapter 105.11 of the Florida Building Code for uh, no permit on the, uh, where they, this, um, basically like a screen or lanai or yes. open area was enclosed. A uh, fine of $50 a day with a maximum of $5,000 will commence on March 19th of 2024, if not brought into compliance <clears throat> by March 18th of 2024. And then looks like we've got case number 235078. Property owner is Jim Berger. The property address is 6230 Fremont Street. Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Case number 235078 was initially inspected on 1121 of 23. Uh, this case is addressing the violation of Chapter 4223 of the Northport City Code accumulation of debris consisting of black roofing material. I have not had contact with the owner. I believe the house may be abandoned. And the property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 220 of 24. No contact with the property owner. And I have one picture to present as evidence, and the pictures are a accurate depiction of the property located at 6230 Fremont. Okay. You can see it there in the right corner of the right. picture, right there where the mouse is. Okay, I find that there is a violation of Chapter 42-23 of Northport City Code's accumulation of debris, this black roofing material. 
that's kind of like in and around the front of the carport, a fine of $10 a day with a maximum of $1,000 to commence on March 19th of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18th of 2024. Next is case number 235193. The property owner is uh, Alexei uh, and Natalia Groshev, and the property address is 4213 Grove Street. Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport and have been sworn. Case number 235193 was initially inspected on 12-4 of 23. And this case is addressing the violation of 59-1 of the Northport City Code parking on the right of uh, parking of vehicles on the right of way and also vehicles that are not parked on an improved surface. This vehicle has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 214 of 24. I have not had contact with him, and I have a picture to present as evidence. The photo is a true and accurate depiction of the property at 4213 Grove Street. Okay. So, uh, yep. so it's, this, it's this, well, <laughs> there's two vehicles there. Yeah, this it's truck, the, this it's truck on the left and then yeah. that blue tarp. Yes, vehicle sir, on that. because okay. that's in the easement or the right, right way, as you want to call it. And then the vehicle parked up front, the truck is not on an improved right. surface, which is the new okay. parking regulation. All right, I'm going to find that there's violation of uh, Chapter 59-1B1 uh, of Northport City Code for prohibited parking these uh, these vehicles. I just identified the, the pickup truck and the, uh, the vehicle with the blue tarp that's not on uh, improved surface. A fine of $10 a day with a maximum $1,000 will commence on March 19 of 2024, if not brought into compliance by March 18 of 2024. Did I miss anything? I did the, yeah, I did the continued case 23-2099, and I think what we actually did was, I think we continued that one to March. Right. Okay, and I don't see any public comment cards. I can read in the compliance that was not done. Yeah, go ahead and do that. These other cases. Uh, the ones that I'm going to list out are all in compliance uh, prior to this hearing today. Case number 234273, which was 4040 Kenville Drive. Next in compliance case was 23-4673, which was 4567 Andrus Street. The next one in compliance is 23-4857 for 1528 Colborne Road. The next one is case number 23-4915 for 1832 Atwater Drive. Case number 23-4916, which was for 2516 Atwater Drive. Case number 23-4993, which was for 2001 Genin Drive. Case number 23-5326 for 1224 Goshen Road. Case number 23-5327 for 1204 Goshen Road. Second hearing cases that are in compliance, 23-4576, which was for 13588 Trail. Case number 234825, which was for 1350 Bobcat Trail for the fence. 
And that is all the in compliances that were from, from the past prior to the agenda update. All right. And I see no public comment cards filled out. So it is 1138 and we are adjourned. Thank you.